Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Remember to use code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets If you don't win your first bet, place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotion, promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. This is Jordan Grace, and you're listening to the Social Suplex Podcast Network. BWB, this is One Nation Radio. You better get it right. Rich Ladder, James Boyd came to give him life. The Blackest Wrestling Podcast has come to kick all ass and drop his six feet if they kick it trash. Word, let me welcome y'all to something different. And if you dig it, man, you should let some friends listen. We be getting it in. This on the regular, dude. Ravish and flow, but this shit rule. See, James don't rap, so I had to break it down. The whole network, man, we coming for the crown. Raps in the columns, I keep them both covered Making the beats too, so the listeners can bump it Hit us with the rating, yeah, I'm saying it's a five Before you hit a talk, bob your head side to side It's One Nation Radio, and this is the beginning It's Rich, and I'm here with James It's time to listen to One Nation The power of this is Mike Sempervivi from WrestlingObserver.com. Check me out on Wrestling Observer Live every day. And also check out your boys, Rich and James, on One Nation Radio. Uh, this is Kenny Omega. We're listening to One Nation Radio. Check it out, guys. These guys know what's up. Big Kenny Omega fans. That's all it counts to me. Goodbye and good night. Bang. Hey, folks. Welcome to One Nation Radio. I'm James Boyd. Here with me. I'm Rich Lotto. What's going on, man? Not much, man. Just, um... Ready to, to do another awesome episode of ONR. Yes, another um, larger than life episode of One Nation Radio. Yes, always larger than life when it when it comes to us and you know the things we talk about, our ideas on the business, as they say. Um, yeah, man. I just want to thank everybody that sent in your audio drops uh, so far. Please continue to do so. Rich at socialsuplex.com. You guys have until September 12th get those in appreciate everybody once again that is sent them in do not come um on the foolishness 
Uh, I believe James is going to screen some of these things. Somebody will screen these. Don't think he. Don't think shit finna slide. Like you finna get your little joke, jokey jokes off of none of that, and just it slides and he's like, oh, you got us on. No, not happening. Yeah, Rich, so. Rich at first said that, and maybe that gave you all a false sense of security, like that little slide. <laughs> but if you listen to the show long enough, you know that shit ain't going over with my watch. That ain't happening. So somebody will be listening to these damn things. So, uh, so good don't luck. embarrass yourself. Don't embarrass yourself. Don't embarrass on, us. On hey, look, if you can embarrass your yourself all you want to you will not embarrass us <laughs> not if i can help it no there, there there always could be a uh a rogue member um of the one nation radio listenership and if you feel like you are that rogue person i just want you to like get that get that out your body you know don't don't you know don't don't come over here kicking that fuck shit one of the earliest commandments of one nation radio don't come kicking that fuck shit yeah so, so um, there were some hidden episodes um, that were so back in the day, like um, One Nation Radio, like um, we were on Potomatic.com. Yeah. And we, you know, did pretty well. And we stayed there probably about our first 95, 96 episodes or so. But um, the plan that, you know, I had at the time on there. Um, they only give you a certain amount of space because this is like the prehistoric days of podcasts almost. Yeah. And I would have to delete episodes out the back to make room for new ones. And I kind of left up the ones that I thought were the strongest. And I was like, oh, I'll just yank them down and, you know, eventually get them back up. We never uploaded them or anything. So um, I kind of f- want to find something to do with them. Uh, they're just sitting on my old hard drive right here. Um, and it still works and all that. So, uh, maybe, maybe we can, bro, maybe we can, uh, offer that to, uh, the, the dais of diehard one nation radio fans. If y'all want to dig through, you know, 2012 and 2013, maybe we can put that on, on a pay hip or however you guys want to do that. So, um, uh, but yeah, make sure you guys are still following the, um, uh, the, the TikToks and the YouTube shorts, loving the uh, engagement on there. But James, what'd you think of the, uh, of the old episodes? Listen to the first two. Um, and like, it reminded me that like, we were really trying to do like one hour or 45 minutes, something like that. Something around that time, like 45 minutes to an hour of sports talk radio. And then like 45 minutes to an hour of pro wrestling. And like, look at us now. Like, we can barely keep it under, like, two hours and 40 minutes in, in any given week. It just won't pro wrestling. Um, I, I mean, I like our show how it is. I, you know, I often bristle, bristle at, like, the, the length of it. And I was like, well, that's mostly my fault because all I do is blabber on about, you know, any little small it, it, little thing. And just and then I also just digress all the time. So, that's my fault. But, um, yeah, like, I, I listen back to the show. I, the wrestling version, anyway. Like there is, and I think I think we'll bring it up at some point, but or maybe we'll put the list somewhere. But like when we first started the show, um, the first episode was one recorded session, and then the first episode was like basically like the first week of NFL, and then of Full NFL One Nation radios of NFL talk. I listened to episode four, and I was like, bro, how did like I was out here talking about defenses and linemen and all this other shit. I'm like, bro, I would I could never do that shit now. Like I've yeah, watched now. NFL in years. Like yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you gave that shit up, uh, and then, um, and then basically from there, uh, when we got to the the second session, um, the second part that was us talking about progressing, and it was kind of us introing ourselves, and then like we gave ourselves like basically like our t- twenty five favorite wrestlers of all time list or whatever else, and I and like I went through the list, 
um, are both your list and my list in like, man, like they're, they're just radically different. They're radically like, <laughs> like I somehow while making this list completely omitted the rock. And like, I remember at the time back then, even then being like being embarrassed and like when you mentioned rock, it's like, Oh shit. Like we had like a couple days to think of this thing. And I completely forgot the rock. How the hell did I do that? Um, but like, I'm looking at it and like, uh, just make me this just to make sure I got this right. Okay, um, just looking at my list. I'm looking at your list. There is nobody Japanese on this list. Um, something tells me that if we <laughs> that, 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 that will change drastically different um, <laughs> in this stage of the game. But but yeah, man. Um, it was fun to listen. To, it was fun to listen to the good old days um, or whatever else. But um. And also thinking about like what was going on around that time, and maybe some of those, you know, it was good old days and audio only at some at some points. But uh, but yeah, man, like uh, it, it was just interesting to listen back and like you know, and, and thinking some of the things that we've we have that we've uh, done and how like the show has kind of grown. Like it's very similar but different. Like mm-hmm. that that's the way that's made it saying like obviously we've evolved, obviously our opinions have changed. I was like, I mean, even weird is like people don't tell you or I guess you don't really notice it, but like. Our voices are different. Our voices yep. sound different. Yeah, I feel, like, I feel like we're like sound. We sound deeper. Um, uh, the audio is obviously better, for sure. A lot better. Yeah, like if you had saw it, the it way was a we struggle, were, man. If you it had was, saw it was, the way we were out here niggering and some of this stuff. Oh my <laughs> god! Like I'm talking about like playing James's audio through speakers in front of the mic and shit. And yeah, we did that for a minute. We did that it for was, a minute. It yeah. was like you know, it, it was like I just didn't have like the knowledge of how to set it all up, and like I was working with like uh, my MacBook Air, but like it's different from the PC, so it's like you can't just record the audio coming in and then. I was messing around with uh, my damn focus right thing over there, and I didn't mm-hmm. have all the the stuff that I'd later have. And it's um, you know, just keep buying equipment, and then you just figure out how to how to do it. And I'm like, I think one day I decided I was like, bro, there's no reason everyone else can have killer audio and we can't. Like, there's right. no reason. I just like went to work, and then eventually we figured it out. So, yeah. uh, you know, James took over the recording process, and, and it was it kind of surprised me how like early on i felt like i was hosting a lot maybe after those initial episodes i moved more into the hosting role but you were hosting a lot in the very beginning too i mean to be honest like you still kind of pretty much do most of the hosting uh activities i just more or less throw it to saying i'm recording and say hey welcome to one i'm just voting rich what's going on and then i say take us away and then you you know <laughs> handle those topics like i just uh i think it's because <sighs> Because of because of the the rapidity rap skills and the freestyle that you've done, you are able you are better on the fly thinker and talker than I am. So like naturally, you're better. It's like I remember, um, and I didn't re- I didn't realize this, and now we basically are doing like the the uh, like the you know ten year anniversary show now. But like I didn't realize like uh, we'll have uh, some more stuff to talk. Yeah, about. Yeah, yeah, we'll be playing other stuff. Uh, I, but like I never realized until I had to do it the uh the, few, the like the first time like when like those times were like after like they just pissed me off at the WrestleMania I'd be like fuck it I'm done NBA playoffs starting I don't want I don't want any of this bullshit right now I'm sick of them right now I'll come back when I come back like I didn't realize when you start doing solo shows I didn't re- and and then like I came back eventually and then like you know obviously uh I did some solo shows and I, after I took a recording 
And like, I didn't realize just how hard it is to do the whole Bomati Jones calling cowherd thing of like, you're just on your own talking and you have to basically like, you're, you're basically bouncing stuff off of yourself and you gotta, you know, come up or figure out a way to talk and all that kind of stuff. And like, thank God for the, you know, the stop button and the, you know, and the mass in the ability to edit. But, um, like the awkwardness of like, it starts and you're talking and like, you have to get over that awkwardness of like, you're talking to yourself like an idiot for like the first, like two minutes. And after that, it kind of gets it like the, the, the awkward levels go down. But like, yeah, like I never really took it to account. Like, how just leaving you to dry it up, up shit's creek with no paddle to do that shit? Like for summers, entire summers, at times. And yeah, I mean, like it was. I was like, damn, I, I really, I owe Rich an apology for this shit. Because <laughs> at this point, I'm ready to let this shit go. But Rich wanted to keep, wanted to keep going and keep it on, doing his own thing, um, and make content. And that, like, I wish I would just come back after a certain amount of time because the wrestling always drags me back. But um, yeah, yeah. I, I felt like there was always like something to talk about, like or mm-hmm. at least I had something to say. But being so whether plugged into the wrestling news cycle or just how I kind of felt about, I think one of the primary times I remember is 2018, where it was like after you know Roman Reigns gets his head bust, and then they're going into you know the saudi arabia stuff and the uh, you know the new japan's like really taking off like Mm -hmm. you know getting hot like over here and i'm like well i've got a lot to talk about so i'll just make the shows 45 minutes i'll do punch-ins and then i'll do a live show too so i would do like a live show where i felt like i was engaging with the comment section so it wasn't like so much Mm -hmm. you know being alone but it was just like my idea was like all right i have i have a machine gun with these clips in it right and when i run out it's gonna run out quick but like I'm, I'm spraying as, as much as I can in, in this like 45 to 50 minutes and that mm-hmm. was just my mentality on it okay so but and it but I, I was like, I'm not going like three and four or two and three hours like there's there's not enough for me to say but if, if I can do like you know real real tight real con- concise uh it would work like that but um pulled up some of the old theme musics uh over the years so um so how I, many do how many have you done that you remember so I'm thinking there's, it was like four. I feel maybe like I'm wrong. Like, I feel like there was some of them that were instrumentals. Um, there uh, were okay. ones like where we talked, where I talked over the instrumentals. There were at least three different rap ones, at okay. least. Um, yeah, man, there, there's a lot like between that. So uh, maybe if I put the pressure on myself to do another one on the air um because we've we've been rocking with this one for a while i really like it uh so um you know maybe maybe um i'll see what i can um get popping in the next couple weeks but uh that is you know make sure you guys are sending your audio to uh let us know what you loved about the show over the years so without further ado um so yes it's time to get to it so pandemonium (laughs) all hell is broken loose so, wasn't it wasn't it basically like Wednesday afternoon they had to sit down meeting uh, yes. where Tony Khan tells everyone like y'all let's, got let's chill. kind of we got to hold y'all got, together y'all got some got, chill yeah we got to hold together we got to you know keep it keep it together you know this is stop, a critical stop juncture fucking for around us. stop fucking around y'all promos with each other going off book on each other stop being yeah. mature. 
uh, lots of other stuff. Talked so, about uh, reestablish the chain of command or communicate the chain of command for those who didn't know because I think it's a little different now uh, compared to everybody's runs immediately to Tony Khan. He has put out all the fires now. It's he's delegating some of this stuff. Um, so and then after that happens, we find, we immediately find out about where do you want to start? Do you start with Britt Baker? Yeah. Oh, Thunder okay. and Britt. Okay, um, yeah. So Thunder Rose and Britt Baker, you find it like in in This this is stuff that I've known. Right. The, the right. Thunder the Thunder and Brit stuff, like they've hated each other for years. Shouts to shouts to Joe Lanza who's been like reporting this uh, on the Voice of Wrestling um, Patreon stuff for like years at this point with those two. But there was new information. Um, that came with Jamie Hader apparently having issues with Thunder Rosa. And there was a spot where Thunder Rosa had broken her nose. And supposedly Thunder Rosa like left the building without checking on her, came back and then was hiding from her in a bathroom. Some say um, like there's just a lot like Thunder Rosa was getting in a lot. Um, there was a David Bixen span column that painted her in a uh, in an uneven light, I'd say there are people that like her. There are people that don't like her. Um, there are people that feel she has, she's like very like uh, tough on some of the new people. And uh, there were some people that love working with her. So it, it was like, Oh, she kind of sounds like a person like everybody else. Like some mm-hmm. people like her, some people don't like her, but she seems very passionate for wrestling. Of course she, uh, she basically steps away um, from, from competition at the moment with a back injury. There was a lot of speculation on that where um, she, people don't, people are debating whether or not it's real. Is, is real or not. Um, she is booked um, for, for some upcoming events in September. Uh, there's been like, you know, uh, th- she hasn't been wrestling a lot. Um, Britt takes well, the opportunity well, to, to well, go on national real, television. Real quick, real quick, I'm going to get my jokey joke off. Is that a byproduct of, of her background here? Is that a byproduct of being an AEW woman's wrestler that she's not getting <laughs> much work in, in no AEW? <laughs> Who the fuck knows? <laughs> but okay. um, they, you know, she she does the thing where she's crying and, and hands hands back the title uh, or doesn't really hand back the title. So she's st- stepping away. She's there's going to be an interim champion. Britt comes out and she's like, she's just glowing. Like she <laughs> immediately takes the opportunity to, to wrestle a, a match with Kylan King. Decent match. And um, after she gets on the mic and she's saying, yo. When I was a champion, you wouldn't catch me, you know, uh, with, with a broken wrist. Like, you know, I did I did my whole title reign and stuff like that. And uh, Brip's injury history is well documented. Broke her leg. Uh, uh, the wrist thing. Uh, I believe she broke her nose before, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, so, like, Brit's already kind of earned her toughness stripes. But, the you know, her and her and thunder is like just a lot more closer to the sun than it even felt um at what point do they stop booking these people together um they've always been professional in the ring um thus far like i don't think it's gotten to uh the point of yo they need to be separated or anything like that but as far as out of the ring oh it's like i think it's just as bad as you know put this up there with any um, you know, backstage rivalry that you can think of. And man, um, you know, and with Thunder supposedly afraid Jamie Hader was going to beat the hell out of her and then Thunder going on busted open radio to vehemently deny that and call herself an MMA fighter, uh, which kind of reminds me of that time LeBron called himself a football player, um, you know, where people were questioning his toughness. 
And with Thunder, like, doing this, she's catching it a lot. Like, people don't have sympathy for her. Uh, people... Which is well, weird because like I don't know well, I don't know what she did to piss people off. Yeah, like it's like all right, like like why does everyone hate Thunder Rosa and just think she sucks all of them all, all of a sudden? Because Thunder Rosa was like the hit from the moment that she's came in AEW. She was a good wrestler who was getting great reactions, who was over a lot in, in her town. And then maybe I don't know if it was a case where maybe people feel like they missed the window for her, and then by the time she she won it, and then it just didn't get off to the right. Uh, foot where it's like well i don't know but it seems like people have strangely turned against her and i don't think they've necessarily like signed up for Britt baker's side of this thing but whatever their beef is between them it's just their beef i think um but yeah like thunders this this thing is like growing to a disaster level i think yeah it's not good it's not good at all um I, I do I do wonder like because the word came out which I don't know how the hell this got out is like she was going to put the belt on to Tony Storm until this happened yes and then they're gonna and then they like alright we'll just make it that's title. another piece of heat we'll, that's we'll there go, go on um, so like Tony Storm and um, and Thunder have had some issues going back months that I'm privy of so it's um and then with this whole thing is like, oh, Storm was set to win because they're obviously going to make a change from all this stuff. And it's like, f- combined with what I knew, seeing that, it is like, the timing is funny. So people drawing the yeah, she, Thunder Rosa lost her smile. It's something yes. about those San Antonio Texans. I don't I don't know. You know, they, they got to, you know, there's something in the water down there, you know. But, you know, if, if it's a case where Rosa doesn't want to, like, lose and people have called her on this not wanting to lose uh, thing before, that's bullshit. Um, just like, you know, like someone put you over. Why don't you put someone else over uh, when you when you got to drop this thing? But um, they're going to do the interim thing and delay the issue, I guess. <laughs> so when she comes back, I don't I don't think people are going to be. Um, I don't think they're going to heal. Yeah, that that's and I was like kind of calling for that before. And, and the weird thing is like if you don't if you don't if you're not following any of the shit, you're just watching the show. Like if you're right, you're just like all of a sudden they were turning heel. Like what was that about? She was perfectly fine, babyface. What? Why did she turn heel? And like they're about to, they'll come up with something. Obviously, they'll. I hope they don't do the the the. You supposed to know that Sean and Brett really hate each other for real and not like for play shit. I hope they don't do that with her and Brett. But um, yeah, man, like they're gonna have to turn her heel um, and go from there. That that's for the best. But like, it, it it's a mess. It's a mess with this particular thing because it's like it seems like none of the women are in her corner. None of the women right. that matter anyway. Right. It's like there's like no one like in public that Thunder's like necessarily associated with. But like the things about Britt Baker, Britt Baker's friends with everybody. Britt Baker is like a well-regarded person in this promotion for getting people jobs, um, for having a bunch of close friends. Her and Tony Storm are close friends. Jamie Rebel, like that. imagine that unit rolls tight um, together. And you always just hear all of these stories about um how how beloved Britt Baker is uh, behind the scenes, 
And you don't necessarily hear that with Thunder Rosa. Yeah, and it's like I th- I think of like what I know about them personally, and it's like I, you, you just wouldn't imagine you'd be the other way around. Like you mean to tell me the person that's out here like going on on Twitter in her free time between wrestling and denti- dentist dentistry to like to to defend uh, Johnny Depp while wearing a Ben Roethlisberger jersey? That's the person that's the one that's liked the most, really. So it's it's. It's it's weird. It's it's a mind fuck almost. Yeah, it's it's really weird. Um, yeah. Yeah. I, but I, I don't know. I don't know because the division is so um, lacking in the amount of attention it gets. Right, like or amount of attention it is allowed to be given. Also, like I don't know, um, like how she rebounds from this. Like I don't see like. Unless she turns heel and she's just a great heel and all that kind of stuff, like I don't see like a path to like a second woman's title reign. You know what I mean? Like this like, could just I, be. I wouldn't it. be shocked if if Thunder like you know whenever a contract is up, it just like chuck the deuce. Like if it's like getting to this like bad level, like if this, this continues, and, yeah, yeah, it's like, um, and it's kind of sad to see because like I think Thunder Rosa is the person that you know when this this thing was like dying in the water like during Sheeta's like rain and it's like um you know they have no one to put Sheeta in there with she shows up and I always remember I'll always remember being at All Out 2020 when that show is like going off the fucking rails and it's the first time they've had like a bad like pay-per-view like that they have the Matt Hardy and Sammy Guevara thing mm-hmm. and everything like that the people that like basically shake the building inside and be like it's all gonna be okay like this show's like not gonna fall off a cliff it was carl sheeta and it was thunder rosa mm-hmm. and like from there like i've had a ton of respect for thunder rosa and Same. it's just been i've i've heard you know whispers of, of her back backstage issues before and it's just like man like none of this like like either she's a better worker than i, than I think but right. it's like I, I feel like I couldn't picture it being her, but right. you know, yeah, you never I, know. And it was weird we, for me. We don't like, know. We don't know these people, right? That's one thing to right. remember, right? You know, personas, like very much like what what Adam Cole said about you know people being different than what they are, you know, what without the cameras around. Uh, but I remember like when the division was really struggling, and it was like they didn't have any answer. I was like, well, why don't they go get Thunder Rosa? Like. There are people that are out there to go get, and then they brought her in like weeks later. Um, because I was at a point that was one of the points I had like I had great frustration with the division, um, and like the way it was being utilized. And um, now, I mean, we still have a lot of those issues. (laughs) (laughs) That much, that much is improved. It's improved. It's improved about this much, about this much, a smidge, right? A skosh, but um. I I just um I I just it's just weird it's just weird like the dynamic of like it going so bad with it, with like not everybody but like her and Jamie her and Britt you mentioned the thunder uh, you mentioned the, the Tony Storm thing her fucking tag team partner they got they selling merch it's like fuck. oh her her doing that sandbagging shit like and putting the, putting it on a t shirt it's like what the fuck like like. I, like, that was weird. It, it was it was weird. It was dumb. And it yeah, was no like buying that shirt, and it was like I don't, I don't understand this. Like that, like, and I think it's you know, 
there are some people that are speculating that maybe this is not an injury. This is a secret suspension um, that, you know, she's been sent away for a while till things cool down, which it's possible. I'm not going to say here, but like, I don't understand the idea of I need to suspend you, but I also need you to hold on to the title. How about it? it also on the time, like you're about to dro- drop the title. Nah, how right. about this? I'll, I'll start to suspend you after you drop this fucking title. You can go away and come back <laughs> uh, after, you know, or whatever else. And we can use it. Like you lost a title and we use that as a storyline of you went away for to take care of X, Y, or Z, or you were depressed or you were upset or blah, 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 blah. Like this don't make no sense. Yeah. Um, so whatever happens, I hope these people find a way to work with each other. And even if they don't like each other, which everybody in pro wrestling is not going to like each other because it is a competitive business, as yeah. we are learning again, <laughs> um, you know, hopefully, you know, it all works out. But in other news, all elite buddies <laughs> yeah, is all is becoming all elite wrestling. Yeah. Um, wrestling wrestling and and like i think something to remember about about Britt baker like um this is the most important woman in the history of this company she's not going anywhere she re-signed for five years at the end of last year and and the person that's number two they did leave (laughs) (laughs) so like this is brit's business like this is brit's like you know, unless they they decide to choose Jade over her, which you know they'll have to they'll have to convince me on that. But this is this is Brit's like you got to get down a lay down like you know and you can't work with Brit. All right, holla. Um, I, I I don't see it as that as much as is like what the fuck could have possibly gone so wrong between y'all two to where y'all are liked it to where they is gotten to this. I like I'm beginning to think it's weird. I'm beginning to think like because we remember a revolution, right? Everybody was assuming that it was time for Thunder to win that night and Britt retains the belt. Part of me thinks that was a test like by TK man test. I think it was like, yo, all right. Last time y'all fought, it didn't count. But Thunder won. Um, But we can't just like, you know have bridges lose to her or whatever and you know blah 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 but so we're gonna give brit the first one and then you'll come back and beat her so it's even essentially like i think it was like yo will you put thunder over yes i will put thunder over and then it was like will you put over uh you know brit or whatever yes i will put brit over and i will show you that i'll do that by cleanly demonstrating that i'll put her over after um but like you look at those two and it's like Brit's done a lot of clean jobs that people forget about, don't talk about, don't remember because I think they're obsessed with this idea that she's like this this terrorist or whatever. But like she, she's lost like- clean up and down, like from before she won the title, while she had the championship, after she lost the title to set up Tony Storm. Like what? Like like some of the Britt Baker like uh slender gets on my nerves I think it has like, to do, I, from that uh, perspective I think it has to do with like her, her approach when it comes to promos that it's like okay like we get it we know you're number one star can you stop like any other you have any other thing to give up no it's been a year nothing uh, okay like I feel like the part where it's like yeah I lost cause I had to put someone I almost feel like yeah I had to put someone else over <laughs> but like it's, it, it's it's not the Charlotte thing it's not, it's not, 
But I can see how people were like, all right, like the part of people be, being over her is I can see why people are over in that way where like this motherfucker's always there, like in the scene, like go over there or go away for like a week or something or, or for like two weeks. Um, not to say that she has, because she absolutely has. She has not been on TV every single week either. But it, it, it's, it's this thing where it's like, it's so in your face that she's number one star. And like, they refuse to turn her baby face either. Now, I think that's also the part for me that was like, can't, can't, you can't just turn her baby face. You can't turn your number one star baby face. One the Roman Reigns shit is this. <laughs> um, so, so yeah, I guess, I guess we can just move on. Uh, next, next up, next up, unless there's anything else you want to talk about. No, nah, that's it. All right. So next up. <laughs> Boy. Eddie Kingston and Sammy Guevara. So, who reported that like word the 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 word that like nobody wants to work with Sammy? Uh, I guess I think the Rossap. I think it was Sean Rossap said people weren't exactly rushing to work with Sammy and the out and the fallout of the um, uh, Scorpio the Sky. TNT. Yes, yes, um, yes. Dan Lambert thing. Um, and I I read that and I was you know just looking at it like well. Um, <laughs> they handed that man a plate of shit in that situation. I imagine that he was not happy about this, and maybe he wasn't as eager, you know, to to do business and things, you know, things of that nature. But um, they, you know, I guess the deal was in that Kingston was like, put him with me, you know, I, I need somebody to to work with, you know, coming off, you know, being with Jericho, and they designed blood and guts around, you know. Him throwing Sammy off the uh, the thing uh, or the cage, and you know Sammy coming back like Shawn Michaels at the end of uh, Triple H versus Sting, and he's like the one last person. Like uh, it, it was, it was kind of remind me of, of Belly in a sense. So when when all those guys are like swarming uh, Linus's house and he fights them all off, or Scarface, or you know he fights off everybody, and then there's that one motherfucker that that snuck up behind you that you forgot about. Like and then it was Sammy, you know, turned on or hitting Kingston at the end. There was a uh, promo that did, didn't make air that Sammy cut at, uh, you know, one of those Rampage shows and essentially calls him, you know, he, he tells him like, yo, I think he calls like, him a fat piece of shit, calls him a fat piece of shit. And it was like something like you fat pieces of shit also in the crowd or some yes. shit like that. And then the Eddie Kingston, as I mentioned, the burying people in the promos before, like immediately thinks the match is buried. Um, he's like, goes on this rampage like you can't call me fat like it, it's like a video response to it immediately but apparently after that when he came backstage um eddie kingston like mush sammy Guevara or words and he's been very aggressive before both of these guys put statements out um through uh, pw insider and i believe srs and put their names on it which is cool because a lot of guys don't want to do that or whatever but at least we have like statements and you know stuff like that but the I, I everyone immediately jumped into like you know uh the the pie face uh thing turned into yeah man eddie kingston swung on this man and, and beat this man down and, and uh it was just a, a fuck sammy Guevara marathon on twitter and it was just like well if he said something in the promo like that like you can't just like go putting your hands on somebody backstage like right like eddie kingston's in the wrong here but yeah, everyone loves Eddie Kingston here, right? And yep. Sammy Guevara is not necessarily popular right now. Yep. And 
you know, now, and that's big, not to say that Eddie, and that's not to say that Eddie or that what Sammy did was the smartest thing in the world to to to, to, to bury the Kingston as a fat guy either. Uh, but yeah, like if you're going to say who is quote unquote wronger, it's, it's the person escalated into physical violence. Right, and, and I, I like both of these guys, so I'm not like you know I, I kind of look at this much in the um you know the 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 Will Smith situation. Uh, I, I'll say the Will Smith rule here. So it's like there was one yeah. person that decided whether it was too far or not. I don't know because you know I'm I'm looking at it as a pro wrestling fan. Like someone's trying to say some things, and this is largely what that meeting was about. Um, these people not and Sammy put it in a statement like yo. Usually when we get together, he's like, there, there are things that, you know, we, we normally tell people that um, are out of line. We don't want them to go there or whatever. And, you know, I think a thing with Sammy is like no one can can mention like his ex fiance and stuff like that. And that's understandable. That's that kind of hits home. And, uh, you know, but with this, I think the major problem, I think I was listening to a podcast. I don't remember who it was, but it was like a lot of these people just aren't talking to each other. And, you know, if people had better communication with one another and was like, yo, this is like, <laughs> like, like, this is what I plan to say. Is this okay? And it's just like, everyone's kind of just doing their own thing. They're, they don't realize they're on the same side because I guess it's a, um, it's a situation where everyone's so competitive for that three hours of TV time per week. And it's like, I can imagine people like just trying to be way up. Um, good point, James Brown. Why I grew rich. I love Eddie, but he's too old to be beefing with someone. <laughs> to be like, bro, like, like, think about like, you know, politically how this this ties up. It's like, all right, like, this is a bad move, Eddie Kingston. Like, you are on your last strike. I would imagine. Like, you're not gonna walk into WWE tomorrow. Um, you're not gonna like, re- like, you can go to New Japan, right? Maybe, but like, Eddie's like, this isn't. This is not smart. Like, no, you are you are a veteran that is that has been around the game for a long time. King or uh, Sammy Guevara's career is going to keep going for the next however long, right? He he's much closer to whatever he's going to be ultimately in wrestling than Kingston is, and it's like it's a bad move because you never know where someone can end up. Yeah, I. I... I guess the thing for me is just like I I don't understand like how to escalate like I, like I read Kingston's thing and Kingston said that like they had an argument and then another time they got another argument and then like he made a face at him and the face made triggered him into hitting him or whatever and I'm just like bro this is this is this is you this is this is you like if you can't control yourself then what is there to discuss. What I mean, what is it? And like, and to be wrong, like Kingston owned up to it. And he was like, he's yeah. like, I'm totally in the wrong on this or whatever else. But I did not. And I'll, I'll say this: reading Sammy saying he's just like he he sounds like he's talking to a parent, like trying to say that it's the younger bro- it's older brother's fault for all this shit. Uh, like it, it was it was it was like no, it was it was very like. I I give accountability, and while the knowledge in there is accountability, is this but this niggas? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And obviously, he owes him, he doesn't owe him anything because, like, obviously, like he he hit him. Uh, but it's like the way it was like 
there's still tension there the way that was that was that that, that came off me there's still tension there like there is no all right there was a physical altercation in like it's over or or it will be over like there's still there's still tension over that yeah, I, I imagine they're not happy about their pay-per-view match being pulled. Um, I mean, because Kingston is, what, shadow suspension or whatever? Uh, I think he's back now, but oh, okay. he, he he was the only one that was shadow suspended. Sammy was not. Sammy was still working uh, the whole time. But this is, uh, you know, this sucks, like, for, for those guys. So, hopefully, once again, they can be pros yeah, and move they can forward. Use card. Yep. Um. They, you know, much in the way that Sammy and Eddie should control themselves. Oh, my God. What a segue. <laughs> control your narrative zone, Adam the Titan Sure, <laughs> a.k.a. Braun Strowman, may be on his way back to WWE. And my God, I can't find it even funnier. I'm so happy that Tony Khan did not take the Wyatt Strowman bait that has been out there for months uh, or years at this point. Um, Control Your Narrative has been an absolute laughing stock and flop at every, um, you know, every turn. Remembering what Braun Strowman said about all those indie wrestlers and generally making it an ass of himself. Mm-hmm. Um Triple H running an invasion on Control Your Narrative now, um, bringing back numerous Q people and um, this whole thing with, you know, Strowman. Like, the big guy wants the big bodies back. So, um, like Johnny Gargano, huh? Yeah, like Cross, (laughs) you know, like Jonah, supposedly, you know, may, may be back as well. Well, Jonah, she never got fired to begin with. So, you know, that goes with it. So that's like, whatever. Um, and also, like, he's also done some proving it in, like, in that GU1. He's done some proving it. Like, yeah, he shouldn't have got rid of me. You see what I just did with Okada? Like, yeah. Uh, you had me admit something about about uh, about Jonah and Okada uh, earlier today. Oh, didn't? I would have never. I would have never had Okada drop a fall to him. Really? Never. Well, because you don't think he's going to get it back? I mean... I think he's going to get it back, but I wouldn't have done it in the first place. I mean, he has to drop falls to somebody. Do it to someone else. That's worked for New Japan Pro Wrestling. All right. Well, okay. So, all right. Let's see, so let's see who's in the A block. Uh, you got Bad Luck Fale. He's lost to Fale a million times. You got Yano. He can get Yano'd. Archer. Tom Lawler, Okada, uh, who am I forgetting? Who am I forgetting? Is some people. That's it. Okay. Yeah. So, like, so there, pick there, between... there, was, there, was, there was too many options. That we yeah. <laughs> that we I mean, he, well, in theory, if he was winning the G1, he could just beat them all, right? <laughs> Jeff Cobb is the other guy. Could have come off Cobb. That's right. That's right. Cobb. Yeah. Pick between Cobb and, and, and Filthy Tom. You know, if if it's you know that case, but I guess that's the way they wanted to go. But um, as far as like Strowman, I'm just laughing, I'm just laughing. Yeah, I mean, <clears throat> look, 
uh, I am not going to pretend like I did not enjoy a lot of Braun Strowman's run in WWE after he got like after, like post two thousand from two thousand seventeen uh, till he basically got let go. Like uh, obviously he's limited because of you know um, the size and the wear and tear from the power or from the strongman stuff or whatever else. Um, and obviously he's not some great wrestler. He, uh, but in a monster match in in you know. And that sort of thing, he can get that he can get that done. Like he had became he had built himself up to being a person that can be, have uh, fun main event matches and in, in doing WWE style monster matches. Like he figured that out. Uh, so he deserved, you know, not deserved, but like he had earned um, what he got from the company monetarily, and then they and then they fucked him. Um, so and that, probably that, gonna bring him back cheaper, which is yeah. hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> Zekumaki says, nah, tell James he means the match Okada had with Jonah. He needs to give that loss back like he stole it. My man got carried like Kobe dropping 81 on the Raptors to help him uh, to help him help the Lakers win. I mean, it's Okada. I'm not going to disagree. But, I mean, we have seen him have a few good matches uh, here and there. And, like, it was a time for him to have the the best match of his career. Or not the best match of his career, but, like, Something uh, approaching that, like he showed up and he did the thing. Like I, you know, I gave that match four and a quarter. Most people like that match a lot more than me. Most people think it's one of the better matches of the block, a uh, uh, block play in a tournament. Uh, so yeah, or not one of the better ones, one of the best. So like yeah, um, and keep in mind, like I know a little bit about you know Bronson as far as personality. From, listening to stuff and like he wanted to do new japan before before w even came up for him so like maybe there's a sense of you know i'll i'm not just gonna leave but i'll put him back over okada like i i you know but either way um was that actually a, it was just a rumor that they're or a rumor that they reached out to him or they're thinking about it right they're interested interested i mean it's WWE. They're always going on big people, even if, and especially when it's you know, Braun Loomis top dollar. The last cost. time he was around, the last time he was around, he did get trial matches on the main roster. And Vince, you know, obviously said no because he he doesn't want to. He doesn't want someone that looks like him. But Triple H, obviously, he was a you know, Triple H brought him in. Triple H liked him. Triple H spotlighted him pretty well and presented him pretty well with like. The, the the Godzilla music in in the entrance and in all that stuff like he like of all you know as that was going down the shit in uh in in uh, almost in Japan in in NXT uh, version 1.0 like he actually presented Bronson Reed pretty well so I I imagine he liked him and I understand like if he comes back like he's gonna be a big dude that's gonna be able to do cool stuff if he brings it back but so I don't mind that the Strowman thing I will obviously I would want Strowman and um and Bronson Reed far the fuck away from each other I don't want them to do a you know uh you know a movable object meets a or sorry uh whatever movable object enforced thing whatever the hell it's called basically two big people I don't want that um but yeah like yeah it's WWE like in Reed's good, so why not? Yeah, um, I, it's it's hilarious. They're they're trying to you know bring all these people back and um, seeing what he's what Triple is able to bring back right now. 
what he wants to bring back because there's more like tampering stuff in that meeting or like mm-hmm. they reached out to WWE and basically told him, you know, stop, stop, essentially chill. And, you know, he, they, the funny thing for me was like, they said that they emailed Stephanie, like Stephanie or Stephanie ain't the one you need to be emailing. It needs to be Hunter. It needs to be, y'all need to go out there and, and, and email Triple H. Because <laughs> it's him. Yeah. Um, so I will uh, keep my mouth closed here. This is um, uh, <laughs> this wasn't mentioned, but since we here talk about uh, about um, WWE stuff, Gargano. Like I know we talked about it in passing. Uh, Man, we got some blowback week. on the uh, on the YouTube comments too last week. Jesus. Yeah, and if you like, I saw the comments or whatever, or I saw one of the comments, or whatever else, and then like I listened to what we said and I was like, I don't see how you say I'm a WWE hater. When my response was, this isn't what I wanted him to do. I didn't say I hated WWE. You confl- see, you conflated the two because that's how you feel. I, I communicated that I wish he was doing something else. I didn't say that I hate WWE or I wish they, or I, or I, your WWE sucks. I didn't say none of that. I just said, I wish he was doing something else. I mean, like we could have said that. You know, like like we like there is different. I don't, I don't hate WWE. So, but the thing for me was like, I was described as a WWE hater. It was like of the two people in the one H radio, I'm the WWE hater since fucking when? You know, elite worker. You know, I apparently I am. So, uh, it was yeah. it was odd. It was strange. But um, I went it, back r- and I real quick, real quick in the comment section, live Twitch. Uh, I don't know how to run a poll or anything, but uh, can we get who is the real WWE hater uh, of One Nation Radio? Uh, can we get you guys voting in, in this? One for Rich, two for James. Please <laughs> let us know. Um, yeah. So um, I went back and I watched the uh. Last week's episode of Raw, I or not, I didn't watch it, but I skimmed through it to get until I got to the Gargano part, and um, watched the Gargano thing. His music comes on. It he starts top of the uh, the third hour. Hey, music. I'm running it up right now, James. Oh yeah, because they they know, <laughs> they know. Uh, so they um they start him out at the beginning of the uh, at ten o'clock. Um, and like the place like comes, this is about as good of a reception I would imagine like Johnny Gargano was going to get. Obviously they were in Toronto. Um, but like, it was that thing where like it belts out and then like, it is <laughs> not only did he say one, he said and one. <laughs> so. <laughs> Rich is a god tier head of WWE. Yeah, see you know what I'm saying? Like, like, but I'm the one that got the the the, the, the definition of the, whatever, man. Anyway, it is justified, very yeah, justified. Yeah yeah yeah, 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 yeah. Um, but Gargano comes, his music plays, the whole arena gets up. They can't believe it. He comes out. They get louder, obviously, and it was one of those like, you know loud the whole time and had full bodies who it ain't just kids it's everybody in the building it was was happy was happy to see this dude he comes out he's you know he's histrionics and high-fiving the fans and everything and comes back and high-fives the fans on the way into the ring the crowd the crowd wouldn't let him the crowd was so hyped they wouldn't even let him like just get straight to it talking like you know like they just kept giving him a giving his man an ovation for like 30 seconds after the music cut off 
And, like, then he, you know, he goes down a spill of, like, you know, I, I thought about what I was going to do with my career, and I didn't know. And then he talks about um, he, he, uh, about uh, Quill Gargano, his son, and talk about, calls him baby wrestling. And the crowd is happy to hear about baby wrestling and everything. And then and then he does the thing that they have people do where it's, like, that, which is why, like, it, AEW gets cursed with it, where it's, like, he, give, he gives down the run list of his resume, which is, like... I heard Meltzer say like people don't actually do that. I was like, well, they do when like they're on when they're on police cam and like they beat up their boyfriend because I, I I saw I, I saw Jake Atlas do that. He he did run down. He did run down the the he did. Someone should have told Dave that. Dave might have been he, upset. When? <laughs> so, oh man, I forgot about that. Good God, I, embarrassing. I, I, I happened to I I I just happened to remember calling. I was like like no some like ah ah in fact. <laughs> In fact, that is untrue, David Meltzer. Anyway, um, so he gives, he uh, he talks about what he wants to do. He talks about he wants to win like the U.S. title. He wants to win the. He said, growing up, he talked about what he wanted to do in wrestling. When he talked about he was at the, his crossroads of what he wanted to do and why he came back. And he said, like I've always said, when I grew up, like I wanted to do, you know, wanted to win the U.S. title, wanted to win the Intercontinental title, wanted to win the. WWE title wanted wanted to you know be in the Royal Rumble, Survivor Series, go to WrestleMania, all this stuff, and I can only do that if I'm here. So that's why I am crowd cheered. Yay! Someone stayed. <laughs> Yay! Someone stayed. Yay! Someone uh, you know the wrestling this wrestling daddy is here. You know. Yeah. So uh, outcomes theory theory does the whole like the the student has become the 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 master. Uh, says that you be my bag boy or whatever else and all this kind of I, we, stuff. We need. I'm confused. Like I'm a casual. I'm a casual fan, James. Why are these people? What are, you, what are these people talking about? Why don't we get any video packages explaining who these people were? Their like, relationship and and right. any of that. Right. Uh. So I I don't know. They they dropped the ball on that one. So then. So then, next thing I know, uh, he does the thing like let's do you know but all you know all you know. You're not, you're not being my bad boy right now, but, you know, I can teach some things. I, I'm money in the bank. I'm soon to be next WWE champion or universal champion, whatever the fuck they are. Undisputed WWE champion. Undisputed, undisputed WWE universal champion. So, he says he wants to do the high, the way high five, and then Johnny just super kicks him and then, like, walks off. And the crowd went nuts for him. And, like, the dude felt like a big star. And, like, as I was skimming through, scrolling through fast to get to the Gargano part, like, I'm watching all the stuff that's going on. And, like, I see, like... How Kevin Owens is being presented. I see like how like uh the Oscar in Alexa Alexa versus EO in uh Dakota match like gets like 18 minutes. Like I, I I'm you know, I'm I'm just scrolling through like the first two hours and I'm just like you know, like this show, you know, regardless of what people have said about whether or not the show is improved or not, I can't speak for SmackDown, but Raw is, I'm not saying it's fucking dynamite. I'm not saying it's even NXT back when it was on uh, on the network, but like it's a competent pro wrestling show, and it looks like pro wrestling. And like they and they have a group of people that they want to present as their stars or their group of quarter core, and they're like she like pushing them, and it was it was quite refreshing to, to see like pro wrestling in WWE. <laughs> um, so so yeah, like. Like when people tell you about that Kevin Owens stuff, like they have been, like that's just a shoot, like it's legit. And like the thing they did with um in Toronto, 
Because obviously, Edge in the main event is a surprise. They had Kevin Owens come out as a, as a surprise. Or not, no, I'm sorry. Edge wasn't a surprise, but Kevin Owens came out as a surprise for um, Gable. They had uh, Trish Stratus come out at the beginning of the women's segment before the women's match. And it's like, they're in Toronto and in Canada. They're bringing out the hometown heroes. They're all winning. And then, like, and then you hear next week, and then you hear next week, they're going to Pittsburgh, and, and, and Kurt Angle's going to be there. And you're just like, holy shit, they're doing pro wrestling again. Um,. So James like trying to beat the allegations they saying in the um in the comments. Um. <laughs> no, like I legitimately thought like this looks like a Perusi show and like if they keep this up, I'll 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 give them a full watch as opposed to skimming through the shit. But like it looked well done. It uh like it, it really did. Um now SmackDown, I heard SmackDown still a mess. I heard SmackDown still a mess, but Raw just improved. And I mean like, you know. I don't know what the roster situation is for for SmackDown or whatever else, but yeah, like I, <clears throat> if you get a, if you get improved a three hour show, like that's 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 some improvement. Like I'm not saying they're gonna be out here. They're gonna you know I don't think Triple H is gonna win uh, Booker or promote a year anytime soon. Hey, you but, threw that away with some of them returns, but <laughs> but but what I will say is like if he's just gonna like all the stuff that we said of like even on his worst day he's gonna be better than this. Well, we're right. We're right. We're proven right so far. And like, they're um, you know, they sold the tickets or they put the tickets on sale for Boston for Survivor, some, series. Survivor series, and they like almost sold out immediately or cl- near sell out. They're gonna open up new sections. Like, bro, they're doing a lot better now. They're, w- they're just hot w- for WWE reason. fans I don't have know. been. They have been waiting for so long to feel good about liking WWE and supporting WWE. Um, they put. I I uh, have. I have like clung to this statement and some of you guys may have, you know, I know you peep say. this. Uh, but it's, it's, it's always just funny now. Like, you know, just if anyone tells you how, how much improved, you know, everything is just, you know, just go back. Like if this is someone you correspond with, this is somebody that you follow, like what were they saying a year ago? Like, were they telling you everything was all good? There's no problems. Then it's like, were you capping then or are you lying now? Um, I, I don't know. Oh, you um, know what it is. They were lying back. They were lying their ass off back then. <laughs> like, if, like, bro, if Smack, like if, if WWE had not been so bad uh, from 2019 through 2021, we never stopped watching them. Or maybe we do to start or to fill more time or make more time for AEW or whatever else. But like we never just like drop them wholesale and never cover them anymore, or, or rarely ever cover some pay per views. Like I would have, I, I watch damn near anything if it's good. Like I, I would have watched a, a Raw or SmackDown on uh, on tape delay and skim through the paper or the uh, commercials and give you a review. That's not a problem. They're just like it, it seemed like a pointless show that had no purpose and it had no roster positioning. None of that. Like, it was all a mess. It had no sense of direction or self. Now, it looks like it has a bit of an identity and it looks like they're doing some cool, some well-done things. So, like, onward and upward for them. I'm glad for them. Like, it, it's, it's stupid for the worldwide leader <laughs> to be trash. It sucks. Retrogram said the Toronto Raw was the first eight to ten plus episode or eight out of ten plus episode WWE programming has had in years. I'm happy for them. James Brown Wyo said they was fighting for their life trying to STS. Help me that help me out with those uh abbreviations. Retrogram says the last thing even close was the episode where NXT took over and they did Cole versus Brian. Yeah, that show was wrong. Like uh Miz Miz and Champa, Kevin or sorry, uh 
you get the flip dive and the brawl and stuff. Like, yeah, that was uh that's when the boys couldn't make it over um Saudi Arabia. The hostage yeah, the hostage situation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. That match was raw though. Team S double O Hunter going five hundred and everyone's ready to throw them a parade. Yes, we're, we I th- believe we warned this as well. It's like they don't even have these are just well it'll be like, it'd be actually be six hundred because you know it's three hour show five hours of television to SmackDown, <laughs> so it's more six hundred. But yeah, I, it's still it's still not like you know like you know the the back when Rampage worth a damn. We we never we have not talked about Rampage. We late. have not. I, I actually oh, watched man. it this week and I'm. I'm ready to uh, let it off, so like okay. we'll, we'll get there. Okay. Um, I did not watch Rampage. You know, how bad Rampage. Be? I've watched like I've watched every episode of Rampage until this. Yes. Week. I might still have to pull this up eventually. Black Saber Jr. and Triple H does the bare minimum in all caps, and people are treating him like he's late '90s Baba. Hunter is batting .220 with mostly bunt singles and being lauded like he's Derek Jeter from Bill's Mafia STF. I, I agree, guys. Tour. I, I agree, guys. Like, you know, these are just different standards and WWE being these people's childhood promotion that they grew up with and wanting and the, it. And, 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 and it look, just and makes also, them feel good. And also, they don't they don't care to not look. Not only do they not watch anything else, they, they care not to watch anything else. And that's perfectly fine if you ain't got the time to look. This is this is a commitment to be watching all this shit. I'm not going to lie to you. Like, right. It, it is what it is. Uh, the thing for me was like, I was so disappointed with what I was watching out of main from Vince McMahon out of his brain into like art, art, you know, onto the screen. It frustrated me so so that like I seeked other things and like I'm much happier. Like, cause if something sucks, I could be like, oh, this sucks. I ain't gotta, I ain't gotta tie myself, marry my identity to this. I can move on to the next thing. Cause there's always gonna be somebody doing good wrestling somewhere. Um, so yeah, like. For everybody else, they're not willing to make that jump. And look, I don't. Um, I'm not going to talk ill of them or anything like that. But when people try to tell me that this, that, and the third is okay or very good or shaping up to be blah blah blah, and I'm like, bro, that sounds that's what you're telling me. This sounds like like the third best thing I I could possibly watch this week. <laughs> it doesn't impress me. Doesn't really move me. It's I, like, bro, the, the like AW is playing a different ball game than yeah. than these guys still. Um, yeah. And yeah, it's it's interesting. So um, especially like when we talking about, you know, people doing backflips for um, what's being given on Mondays and Fridays. Like, Like, oh, my God. Oh, my God. Hunter Hearst Helmsley was able to like book baby faces competently in a way that this man hadn't done for almost a decade. Oh my God! Like this is the show so much better than they're actually are heroes. You that aren't idiots and 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 losers. This is amazing. Like oh, so it's basic wrestling, <laughs> right? Look, right. So at the end, I guess maybe I didn't beat the charge. <laughs> but no, man, the show was good. I from what I saw skimming through it, the show was good. The matches were good. Like onwards and upwards. More of that, please. You 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 do more of that, I will eventually tune in. I'm not even joking. I will tune in if, if you n- not live. We do this show. I'll watch it on delay. But like, you know, that's what two hours, two hours and two, two and twenty minutes. Uh, what commercial breaks cut out? I can knock that out. That's Stardom House show with like six matches. Have fun with that. Um, they got to keep it up. I'm not gonna do it off one match, off one show. But like, you give me like a month of this, I'll be like, oh, let me let me see what y'all got going on over there. So, uh, moving on, um, 
Will Ospreay, or I didn't really say what I thought about Gargano as we took the yeah. long um, uh, detour out of there. Um, well, this is a guy that is very happy about where he is. So yep. that's awesome. So um, I don't think TK was necessarily enamored with him. Um, I don't think it really would have been the right move because slotting him would be weird. Like he would become the next, exactly. he would be, he become the next like charity New case toy. or, or excuse me, he'd be the next like New case toy. of like, why aren't they doing more with Johnny mm-hmm. Gargano? Da, 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 da. And, then this, and check this out, that. right? So this was funny. I saw this online about like, uh, the Michael Jordan laughing at the Gary Payton, you know, thing meme about like, you're going to tell me Tony Khan was interested in Johnny Gargano, but he was interested in, uh, was it, uh, Tony two dimes and, and whoever else. And, and with the laughing face, whatever I was like, and like, I, I, I had wrote out a, a, you know, quote tweet or whatever else. I was like, yes, because roster positioning matters. You don't bring in, you don't bring in a Johnny Gargano to be a, to be a job guy. Right. Like you bring him in to be a pl- uh, impact player, and then I was like, "This is and, also and, 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 a problem." And then I deleted it because I was like, "Oh, this person, this person isn't acting in good faith, so not, it ain't even worth trying to dunk on them or try to like engage with them." I left it alone and moved moved on. Like, like the issue with that is like people view like if you're not the biggest star, you have no role. Yeah, um, full, full on, full on Ricky Bobby bullshit. Tell Lego Knights if you ain't like, first, you last. Like, um. Like it's worth taking a flyer on a Parker Bourdieu, like where you're gonna program him in a lower card faction to see if there's anything there, right? Um, there's right, there's it's a lot of ticket. There's value in like having Tony Nese, who's like he's uh, a jobber. He's a he's a veteran who make anyone look good and is a good wrestler himself that you never ever have to push. Well, and actually, you, just, you know that might be a step too far, but like he's a prelim guy. Yeah, he, like yeah, it's like where does like. It's log jammed right now, and there's only three hours of television. So, like, until there's more television, like, I would advise, like, if you're, like, if you have guys that have these, like, histories, like, say, like, we were talking about Jonah earlier. If mm-hmm. he's back on the market for a second, I do not encourage AEW to sign him, <laughs> like, for their sake and his sake. Like, the like, most he, the, 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 like if there's a role, like, but the role I match for him is like, oh, he's going to be someone's muscle. He's a goon. Right, right. But that's it. Like, if you bring in Johnny Gargano... He's gonna have to just come out. And, he's gonna have to come in and wrestle, and like eventually find a few with somebody. But then it's like, how many people? How many of those they got? How many? Pe- how many people are gonna run into before? Like next thing you know, he's in an NXT feud he's already had, and then people complain about, oh, it's an it's an NXT feud. He's in there with he's in there with Malachi, or he's in there with not Adam Cole because they they'll, they'll just stay away from Adam Cole thing. But like he's in there with uh, Swerve or whatever. So it'll it'll be something that'll come up. It'll be an issue, and it's like. Look, I would have liked him to have been in there because I think that like if you just let the, the bell ring of he'll get it, the match will be so good that he'll eventually rise up to to a certain level, um, and then he'll get in. He'll eventually make his way to you know the packs of the world, the death triangles of the world, and and, and whatnot, and then it's really on. But <laughs> whatever, like look, that dude is a marvel. WWE guy that lives in or that moved to Orlando, Florida to work there in the PC, and then from there, after being the the P, the PC vet guy, this man has a day pass and goes to Disney all the goddamn time. This man was like, "Oh, Vince sold this shit. They finna get bought by Disney." So and Disney also owns Marvel, Rich. So like you put together the Disney Marvel WWE thing. That man said, "Look, 
<laughs> I know. Rest, I know. Where I want to. Are, are I know where too. I want to work. His wrestling. I, I didn't imagine him leaving his his wrestling fathers. So like that too. So like I'm sure like you know he'll, he'll still get to dress up as Shawn Michaels or you know maybe he'll even dress as Triple H at some point. But I, that ain't happening. I, I don't know. So nobody wants to dress up as Triple H. He's what he wear like the what he troll him and wear like the uh, the headdress. Oh, or, okay. The Scott Stadium. I yeah. thought no. Nah, I was like, you need to come up and dress up as the Blue Blood and troll. Oh man, why? Like when we get Johnny Gargano taping his fists and shit, um, you know, down to down to the middle of his wrist. <laughs> yeah, and shit. yeah, how, yeah. Leather leather jacket H. How about shoot? Yeah, shoot yeah. H. Shoot H. Yes, indeed. <laughs> oh man. Um, so Will Osprey was on Twitter. Um, there, there was a was he a on post- Twitter? Or was Kevin Nash on Twitter? Uh, kind of. Um, so, oh, well, yeah. Uh, there was a post that talked about Will Ospreay got his 23rd five-star match from Dave Meltzer. Cool statistic. He's uh, two behind Misar Masawa for 25 for the all-time lead. He's going to shatter this thing, make peace with it now. If you're someone that is, like, holding on to this this sacred thing, like, um, there's no one that's going to catch him. Like, Kenny's not going to catch him. I don't think Okada's going to catch him at this rate. Um, he's five years younger than Okada, I think, and a decade younger than Kenny, and those are the only people that are active that are on that tier, um, I want to say. I, I think there's a chance where, like, Okada gets in front of him because of, like, his neck going go at any time. But, but Barring injury. Yeah. <laughs> um, well, you like, can't say you, you, Will Ospreay's not something you can say barring injury, injury. Like that's like saying barring injury with dirt with Darby Allen. It's like no man, that's not no. This isn't this is something where like he's gonna have some twenty five year career, and if he does, I will be there for all of it because there ain't no way I will be in amazement. Like this fucking guy is in his this guy's Darby Allen's forty five. He's still doing this. I remember when he was, I thought he was gonna break me in a wheelchair at thirty. So so no, same thing with Osprey. Like I just can't I I can't see it. I can't see it. At this rate, he only has to, you know, he's gonna he's gonna own the record. Um, let's just say that. So at some point, yes. Yeah. Will reach? We said I think it was like, hey, that's that's pretty cool, you know. Da da da. That's all he said. I forgot. I think that's all he said. Really. That's and all he then said. and then Kevin Nash jumps in the comments, and there was a different um post that he replies to, said Will Osprey has more five star matches this month than like like CM Punk, John Cena, and like Kurt Angle or something like combined, that. combined. Yeah, yeah, combined. And then Kevin Nash jumps in and is like, how's his merchandise sales? And it's just like, you dumb motherfucker. Like, I, me and uh, Josh from Keeping Strong Style have been having this discussion. I wouldn't say it's an argument. Like, we've been having, like, this discussion over the last, like, I don't know, a couple weeks where it's just like, I'm very into that idea of fighting for good wrestling and good wrestlers. And, like, um, and it's not so much necessarily about, like, drawing and um you know who's the biggest draw and, and all this stuff to really rank greatness right i'm like yeah it's a piece of it but like if we're only doing that if, if the response to somebody is like yo this person's a very great wrestler and all this stuff and to tear them down it's immediately well they weren't a, this this draw financially da, 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 they weren't they didn't do this i'm like well we should just quit trying to analyze anything and just leave Hulk Hogan at number one, and then let's just like forget about all the great wrestling that we've seen over the last decade or so. Like it's, I just find it as a as a reductive way to 
um, try to analyze, you know, the, the greatness of like the current people, people hating. And then like, uh, you know, it's very rich for Kevin Nash to start talking about merchandise sales and uh, stuff like that. When the diesel power shirts were not flying off the rack um, <laughs> back in the day, um, they, you know, did all this stuff for Will Ospreay. And then Will Ospreay got piled on by like, you know, a bunch of people. Just Everybody like, that was trying to find a reason to not like Dave Meltzer and, and Will Ospreay besides the obvious reasons to not like either one of them, which is like, why well, just stick to that? Yeah, it's like, you know, they the star ratings don't matter until they do. Will Osprey is not this great until people start saying he's a great, like he's going through, like he is the true successor. And this is how, you know, that Jay white stuff isn't really real because they don't hate Jay white. Like this, right. the person they hate, the person that is the, the threat, just like Kenny Omega was the threat outside WWE. The threat is Will Osprey. Rich, we talked about this when we when we had that thing about Gargano when he uh, left. When it was like, when you have these people, like, I'm not saying, like, uh, it's not warranted that these people aren't talented. Because obviously, like, I think the world of Gargano, I think the world of Osprey's work in the ring. Same for Omega, same for the Young Bucks. But, like, there is something to be said about, like, you are not on the main roster of WWE. And you are getting attention for reasons that people... Uh, don't like it. It has nothing to do with like this person is doing something terrible. It's like actually this person is doing like very great work, and like people are, are looking around and recognizing saying this person is awesome. And then people naturally are recalling, be like, "Well, I didn't see it, yep. so therefore that's all it is." And they da 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 da, and then they'll come up whatever reason after that, right? Like it could, like so for example, right? I hear all the time about. Will Ospreay, his wrestling's too flippy and fake, and it's white guys doing lucha that this that yeah, acrobat. Right, right. He's a he's a fucking right. um, and then, and uh, like, gymnast, right? And then in w- the other, which implies femininity and right. all that stuff. Like, yeah. And then in the and then in the same vein, they'll also be like, raise the goat. Well, what the fuck? Who do? You, wh- what? Like, I love Ray. But what are we doing? Like the same thing with the young bus. The young bus, oh, their fights. They don't like they can actually beat someone to fight. Then you bring up Ray Mysterio, and then it's like, oh, uh, 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 but raise the goat. <laughs> then and then on the other end, then you mention someone, a, a Japanese wrestler, like you mentioned a Kabashi or Masawa, <laughs> or you mentioned like uh, Ishi or whatever else. Then it turns into or, or Naito or Ibushi. Then it turns into they're going to they're fucking hurting each other too hard. They're going to kill each other. Which tell me how it? you want this porridge. You tell me what you want. Tell me how you want. You, you, you want this just right ass porridge, Goldilocks? Be real. You just like I'm not. I'm I'm not knocking you for not watching this stuff or seeking it out or whatever else. But like a lot of people like this stuff. I don't know if people f- or feel like they're being uh um page or, or like condescended upon by when they talk about like. Oh, you like this? Well, how about this? And the third is like, and I'm sure there are a lot of people, you know, snobs that do that. Cause right. Like that, that happens. Right. But like it normally, like when I watch this stuff, it just comes out of this, like just bitterness that like there's somebody, there's something that's going on outside of WWE that people are paying attention to. And like, it's time to knock it down. I'm not saying that, that, uh, Nash, uh, meant to do this to bring to feed to those people, but it was red. They sure saw it. They sure saw the opportunity. Yeah, it was red me nonetheless. Right, like, 
because <clears throat> you know I don't think Nash like uh, necessarily. I know he hates Meltzer, but I don't think he necessarily hates Will Ospreay. And he's always had this thing with Meltzer about like, how the fuck do you know some match for Cork and Hall is 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 this yeah. that, the third? It's like because because he was getting the tapes. That's because he was getting the tapes, Kevin. He was he was, <laughs> he was distributing tapes of of that shit. That's how he saw them. Yeah, uh, but whatever. Like it's um. Like when it came to the gnashing, like it doesn't bother me that Nash said this because it's like okay, in, in one in one lens you see it as like, well, if, if, it this as guy, this if this guy is so though. fucking great, then like why can't why what the hell is going on to where like this dude isn't like you know making a bunch of money? How come he's fucking around not in the E or in AEW? Why is he in Japan or whatever else? Uh, kill himself. I can, I can see from from the perspective of Kevin Nash, like him being like, "How do I help? Like, try to maybe help this guy out, or or doing it in a funny way to kind of try to get his attention by throwing a jab at him." Like, I don't think Kevin Nash is like really hurting for relevance or cares about that thing right now. Maybe I'm wrong, but but people don't take that kind of thing to see it as, "Ah, yeah, dunk on him, dunk on him, fuck him." And I was like, I, I don't know what Osprey did in this particular instance. Like some. I don't know what I don't know what Dave Meltzer liking this one particular guy's match has to do with like you now hating that guy or disliking the guy in the ring. Like if you want to say I'm just not dealing with any of it totally, fine. I I, I can just, that's perfectly fine. But people aren't doing it. They're just saying like, ha, ah, he doesn't draw. It's like he doesn't. You think he doesn't draw? Like obviously we're not getting the. We're not getting like the uh, the the quarterly reports. I'm sure this man's not in the poorhouse. But I don't think. But I don't think they're like you know putting them out there. At, uh, and it, and it's a net loss. I I I don't think that. Yeah, this guy has his own faction. Um, you know, I, I'm sure this guy's well compensated. Um, and, and then from there, it just like you know leaped into like people just falling on their knees to fillet Kevin Nash of, of all things. And then just talk about his ability to make money within wrestling. Like that's something <coughs> like, that's like the end all be all right. And, like, and good for him. But like, I, I like don't want to watch that. About the, the smarts of like, you know, Kevin Nash. And I think that's well-documented. Right. And that, that's great. But like when it comes to this wrestling, when it's about a match, you take away Bret Hart and Shawn Michaels, what do you have? Yeah, and like I don't even want to, I don't even like trying to get on to knocking Kevin Nash as far as his own career because it's like different era. He did what he did. Yeah, and like he, and I'm also, I'm pretty sure that Kevin Nash is aware that like if he was in this era doing what he did, it would not work and he would have to adjust accordingly to the standards of now. He was smart enough to recognize that, right? So, same with Hall, same for all them dudes in the clique, right? Um, I I just find it weird that it's like the people that were using Nash to dunk on um Osprey it's is just, just all like, about the money and it's all about well well I, it was really for me it was, just, it was more the, it was more everything. the old guy says a sl- a funny little cute thing about the new generation and then it turns into like a bunch of fans shitting on the the, the new generation and like I'm just tired of seeing that particular brand of criticism is like. All the all the young guys all fucking suck, and all the guys that were back in the day that like even when they're back in the day when I were watching, I didn't think we're like that that good of wrestlers. Are like that was that was it. That was when it was real. And I'm like, I gotta tell right. you, it was never real. They're they're all running ropes. Yep, and it's like it's such a um, 
it's such a mind fuck of like people wanting to reject what's in real time to them because they can't process history being made in front of them. Like history to them is something that already happened. There is something that they want. They load up on their peacock and they pull it up and it was like, damn, that's how wrestling was. But they never really get to enjoy or even contextualize how wrestling is. And I feel like that's like the argument. Like that's like, one of the square reasons I wanted to start One Nation Radio, like when I was telling James, I was like, yo, somebody has to be the new voices. Someone has to like put a, um, you know, context to like the people that are here right now, because Dave's not going to be here forever. Wade Keller's not going to be here forever. And I'm not saying that we'll ever get to that level or anything like that. I don't that. want to be a reporter. You see, you see, look, yeah, you're talking about like Dave people Meltzer right fucking now in a like bad people way. People go insane no, with him, right? But like there are more people that have the ability to analyze on a smart level, like what we're seeing. Like, mm-hmm. and I don't, I don't see like, like there, like I don't, I don't see a gatekeeper for that. Like, I feel like we can do that. Mm-hmm. And I feel like we, like our role in this is to, recognize what happened previously with Nash and like what Josh is saying, why drawing and all that stuff is important and different, different eras, different styles and stuff mm-hmm. like that. But like people have to be vocal about this style and this level of wrestling that we're seeing right now, mm-hmm. just as passionately and vehemently as, as they argue for business metrics and, uh, and, and just like the the paint by number stuff, like for a long time, you know, Observer Hall of Fame is like people could just get in just off of drawing, but it's like, all right, we never seen how did they wrestle or whatever. Oh, it's not really about that. But then I got to watch Tomohiro Ishii um, year after year, one of the greatest wrestlers I've ever seen, like, you know, with my two eyes. And he's like, you know, I don't want to say he's struggling to get in, right? He's actually doing way better than anybody ever thought he could based on how great he is. Mm-hmm. Like, because obviously he never drew and never did all these things. But it's like, well, what? A, I'm tired of talking about what people didn't do. I want to know what they did. Mm-hmm. And that's like the crux of this Will Ospreay thing. It's like, bro, this guy's fucking breaking his body right now in the middle of his prime peaking almost as a performer and it's like all we can think to do is tell this guy what he's not and to tear him down and all this stuff and it's just like it's mind-boggling to me that people just want to continue to participate in this and it's just it's it's just a rejection of them not being able to process what's in front of their eyes right now yeah and and the thing that's funny for me is like I th- the week before, I basically detailed you, like, what his year, next year to year and a half is going to be. And, like, he's set up to have, like, this all-time run. And that is going to elevate him to that, that status of people want to buy his merch and all that other shit. And then, like, this is, Kevin Nash does this, and it's like, bro, this is the wrong time to do this. Because, like, a year from now, he's going to come dunk on your ass after this man, like, made events a pay-per-view that has, like, 150,000 bu- 150, buys. It's, it's like it's it might it, it's a good chance to fucking happen. Like when he puts a a a, a, a bill or whatever the fuck his uh, royalty check statement says, and he gets it, and he like dunks on Kevin Nash with that, and that shit says like you know in a quarter, that shit says like five hundred thousand dollars or some shit like that. Know, like that's gonna be ugly. But Rich, you'll know what'll happen. They'll say it's fake. <laughs> Because they don't like the dude, so it don't matter. Like the only way, that, the only, the only thing that's gonna change is when, if, if, and when this man shows up, like, and goes straight to the main roster in WWE. That's the only way this changes. 
And, it, and that's the thing. And it's then funny. what changes? That's the, the thing. wrestling. It, right. And it that's gets what, worse. Right. Right. And that's the thing that's funny to me is like when people are doing this with Omega, people are doing this with Bucks, and all this stuff is like, bro, do y'all think that like Vince or Triple H slash Vince or whoever is like, like they're not going to back up the Briggs truck for to get this person when they become a free agent? Like, like what? What do you think Will Osprey is going to command in free agency if, if he gets there between eight, between New Japan, AEW, and WWE? He's going to make he's going to make at minimum seven hundred fifty thousand dollars or seven hundred fifty thousand dollars at and least. That's if something goes horribly right, wrong, right? That's what I'm saying. Like he is going to command top dollar in like if he wants to maximize his dollars no in WWE. Good top dollar no hit roll. Oh, you stupid! I didn't even mean like that, but yeah, like it's going to like. So I don't understand. What he, and then, like, when he shows up, like, their fans are going to lose their minds the same way that their fans. <laughs> oh, my God. Are you serious? Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Remember to use code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet, place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotion, promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Spoiler, Io Shirai and Dakota just lost to Raquel and Aaliyah for the tag team titles. Once a geek, always a geek. Dakota Kai. Who got never pinned? Win. Who, who got pinned? Someone tell me who got pinned. Who got pinned? Tell us now. Please, please tell us now. This can because be funny or frustrating. Meet the new boss, same as the old boss. Dakota yes! got pinned. Rich, now you. Have, I can't believe I just ruined it for pinned. Not rich. You for years, or not years, but like you have spent much of this year talking about Liv Morgan will never win. Indeed. In in two thousand goddamn nineteen, I said that Dakota Kai was never gonna win shit. Because how she was, how she was always betrayed. She's very talented, but she's a geek. I never say, actually, I never say she was never win. I always say she was a talented geek, and she's always going. They always gonna treat her like a geek. When Shane was out here all whooping her ass to her turning on, um, on Raquel, and Raquel still, you know, lay that smack down, all that stuff for all them years. Always a geek, always a pain eater, always that. She was, she was just protection. She was always a condom for Raquel, and now. 
she has become a she has become a condom for Eo for Eo Sky. I was saying Shirai. Eo Sky. Oh, you gotta love it. You gotta love it. Unbelievable. Like, they say they don't tell stories in WWE. Triple H has been telling a story for four years, four years with her. Maybe longer. Actually longer. You go you go all the way back to the May Young Classic in 2017. It don't matter if she's a good guy. It don't matter if she's a bad guy. All I know is that she ain't the guy that ever right. wins. Right. Rich. Rich. Let you know let you know how, how real this whole losing thing is with Dakota Kai. Dakota Kai was in the first ever women's war games based around she was the last person in on the babyface side, and they didn't trust her to think she was strong enough to hold her, hold her own. What did she do? She turned on Tegan Knox and left. And, and they then, still lost. And then Candice LeRae and, sorry, and Rhea really proceeded to win War Games 2 versus 4. That's... She just can't win. She can't. Impossible. Even when she plot, plot on people to get them to lose, they still find a way to just... Ruin her plans. She's Wally so, Coyote of, of WWE. So at this point, like when whenever Liv Morgan faces off against Dakota Kai, that's oh gonna my. be like the Someone bizarro. That's like the bizarro like uh, <laughs> one nation radio <laughs> Super Bowl. Like that's I'm trying to think of what this. That's like that's like Ida versus Waka. <laughs> <laughs> Don't do that. <laughs> Don't do that. You said that she was. You said that uh, Liv Morgan was Walker a few weeks ago or a month ago. You didn't say that? Indeed, I did. All right, I did, then. I did, but, and what is it if not a lovable, uh, talented loser? Oh, man. Yeah, yeah. Man, there's a lot of copium on the timeline. Okay. Oh, I, I think people got their reaction and they want me to put it on Twitter right now. I will I will oblige. Raquel in a Let's see. For a who? Oh, you know what that's about. They about to take the ass in England and, and uh, Sasha and Naomi just going to take them right off of them and then they're going to eventually build towards a Dakota. Who'd they lose to? Raquel and Aaliyah. Are they baby faces? I, yeah. So what the fuck? Like, I don't <laughs> Like, they bring back Sasha and Naomi as heels? What? No, 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 no. They're irrelevant. They just there to they're there to just eat a pin and get the belts back to uh Sasha and Naomi. And then the real pro- and then the real program will be Dakota and EO. I'm sending this tweet out right now. Triple H is not your savior. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> That's fucking hilarious. <laughs> we have let this shit derail the show. Yes. Uh, where were we? Um, Triple Hold on, Black Saber. Triple H put the belt on the MAGA sisters over the corner. No, no, Black Saber Jr., you're mistaken. That is not Eo Shirai. That is Eo Sky. <laughs> Eo Shirai technically thing. undefeated. Not the same thing. That is that is just oh my god Ugh. oh Adam that's great that's great um, oh yes he is Diego yes he is definitely going to uh, become a millionaire in the United States once he comes here yes you know yeah man but uh, yeah will um, 
so it, it's just the, the the grand old argument of uh, artistic integrity versus capitalism and commercialism and yeah. stuff like that. And I find it very lame to to talk about like um you know if it, it, it like we can look all that stuff up right like mm. but like what's the debate in that where's the where's the spirit in that where's the passion in that right and it's not to say that like Kevin Nash didn't have great moments as as a pro wrestler because he absolutely did um but if you ask me like which which I would rather watch like an hour of Kevin a uh, Kevin Nash stuff or an hour of Will Ospreay stuff I'm probably going to say the Will Ospreay stuff no knocking against Kevin Nash he was one of my favorite wrestlers at the time. That's just what it is. Like, the dude has had a number of great matches. And, like, the part that I think people also don't get is, like, even if you're a person that has consistently, like, entertaining matches in, like, real fighting, that doesn't necessarily make you a draw either. Right? Like, so, or if you're just dominant, that doesn't make you, you know, a draw either. So, like, it's just, it's this weird thing. It's this weird thing. And like, obviously got caught in the part where like, he's the, the guy that's getting all the accolades and, and error, not accolades, but all the like, uh, the critical acclaim. Cri- yeah. Critical acclaim. And people were like, nah. And it's funny that like, you know, Kenny Omega hopped in on it. Cause uh, you yes. know, he, he clearly knows what he's doing. Like, obviously yes. the whole thing is like, yeah, you know, that, Absolutely you know, that, cause like, you know, four years ago, he was got us getting on that shit. And now he's like, getting on him because he knows about the feud with this dude. And I'm just like, I love Kenny Omega for this one. Cause he, cause he's he, so he, smart. He's playing. <laughs> yeah. Like he is now, he's now 2018, 19 Tanahashi. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. That's all this is. And it's like, it's going to tell, it's going to tell such a great story in this match. And like, watch like, you know, whenever they had their match and they could start doing like the video package, or whatever else, they might get Kevin Nash on that fucking thing. Watch. Yeah. They might get him to endorse Kenny. Yeah, like but with, it, but with even like I know about that Kenny guy, you know, yeah, yeah. forty thousand in the dome. What did Osprey draw? Five? Like he says some dumb shit like that. Yeah. Oh my god. Yeah. Um. Yeah. We'll we'll get to the Kenny Omega post show promo. Like, take the ride with us, uh, because that shit there. Wow. Um. But yeah, what we what we got next? What we got next? FTR not in the oh, video yeah. game. This will be man. We got a lot of we got a lot of stuff um, here today. So I can't believe we got an hour and a half. Of, we haven't talked actually about a wrestling show yet. That's crazy. Yes. Um. Uh, so FTR is not in AEW Fight Forever. Uh, in the initial pressing, um, there were uh, chants recorded uh, for these guys and. Um, I believe Cash Wheeler and Dax put out a statement saying, yeah, they're well aware of this back in like May. And um, originally, you know, like they found out and they said, you know, but there will be a way to use them. So that kind of seemed to imply DLC. Uh, I think, you know, that was my first thought. And um, this whole thing is like that. It turned FTR once again into um, (laughs) it turned them into the. the cause once again I, I mean when you see it on his face it's like really ftr is not in the game and then you start thinking about this roster and it's like uh, there were old initial reports that there were only gonna be like 50 people in it to to begin um that is old information so i wouldn't marry yourself to that personally um but shouts out to yuka sakazaki for getting in the game uh before ftr i yeah 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 all that um Shouts out to uh, the Big Show for getting in the game before FTR. What? Shouts out to Adam Cole for getting in before FTR. Um, Shouts out to the Young Bucks for being in the game before FTR. Uh, Maybe if FTR was like more nice to their bosses, you know, the elite, they'd be in the game too. 
off off the rip. But and I, I I saw this and I was like, damn, FTR. I I, I just couldn't like I, I didn't have anybody to go through the menu tutorial with. Uh, you know, the practice mode I, that that would have been like the perfect role for for FTR in there. You know, I didn't have anyone to beat. You know, like like man, so like you know, whenever they show up, you know, uh, we'll, we'll be able to add them in. I'm, I'm sure, but uh, I. I imagine that the the video game was for the video game wrestlers, um, and you know the you know it's, it's, you know Kenny Omega in charge of the video game. Maybe you know I'm, I'm floating a conspiracy theory out there. You know it's, some people were very convinced of this that this was some type of malarkey that that's gone on, and who knows, right? But they uh, they mentioned something about legal and running up the flagpole to TK and the legal department and stuff like that. But they sound like they're, they're sure they're going to be in it. But um, this story gripped the internet. Um, and it was like, it was hilarious. Like, and I saw people making all the FTR jokes um, on both sides of this thing. Um, I think the best one I saw was they couldn't put FTR in the game because Bret Hart would have to get all the royalties <laughs> from it. Um, I, th- I think like from, a serious standpoint. My only thing was like, all right, they probably had a number to get to uh, of people. And with FTR being a tag team, it's not just one character. It's two characters that you have to get in. So maybe that just like pushed them over the line. Um, But yeah, they're not in it off the rip. Yeah. Now watch Silver Reynolds be on this fucking thing. (laughs) Johnny Hungy. Yeah, uh, it's just a weird, it's a it's just a weird happenstance, and, and like it doesn't help that like there's a group of crazies <laughs> out there that think that like the world is out to get the mighty mighty FTR. So while you know they're out to get them, while they have three fucking championships, go figure. But whatever. Uh, you know what this reminds me of is like Boston Celtics fans uh, saying the league is rigged. You know, and this stuff they used to do like one seventeen championships. Think the league is rigged. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, who was it? Uh, was it Bill Kennedy? Was it Bill Kennedy? They had they had like they had like Chris Paul, Scott Foster, like uh, yes, yeah, against the Celtics. Yes, yeah, yeah. It's I don't so, know, uh, it, but you know, <laughs> FTR. They'll be obviously they'll be DLC. You can play with them then. How much do you think DLC end up being? Um, if they only on have one, well, obviously they'll it. probably have more than one pack. But like, if let's say the, the first pack, how much do you think it'll cost? I would probably say it's going to be like ten bucks at least. Okay. Um, so a couple comments: Yuka Sakazaki greater than FTR. James, I, 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 Diego Garcia. When Kanosuke Takeshita gets in because he's Omega's boy, greater than sign. I would love that. Um, with Aero Negro said, FTR is a tag team. They force you to play as in the tutorial to learn mechanics. Black Saber Jr. Fuck the revival. Ukes. Um, <laughs> Zekamaki says it's either two things are being held off for DLC, which is a new, or maybe some legal issue with AAA or New Japan, or maybe if they want their titles featured. Uh, Retrogram tag teams are hard as fuck to program in the No Mercy type games too. I bet. Uh, Bills Mafia. They tried to acclimate the Bret Hart, but slower tribute spots and the end <laughs> engine crash every time. Wow. Uh, Retrogram, the Young Bucks are going to be doing all those moves. Uh, there's probably going to be ROH DLC, Black Saber Jr. Um, yeah, I, I think, and uh, I guess it's a good time to talk about like my impressions of the game. Um, they did drop a match uh, from Gamescom, and um, it was Kenny Omega versus Adam Cole, and I thought this thing looked great. 
Um, I'm someone that still plays the N64 stuff to this day. It looks like completely modernized for um, that, and it's like faster. Like, I think the thing with everyone thought they could just pull No Mercy out and just do it, and that's why people have tried and failed with this. And the thing about No Mercy, I, I think that people are in all the six Nintendo games, like those games are slow. You have to speed those up, and they've sped that up for like you know modern gaming and uh it looks really like impressive as far as like the moves um there was like one wing angel off the top rope that looked great i thought cole's finished stuff looked good um looks like it's gonna be an awesome game um so did you see any of the uh the game stuff james uh yeah but you know i don't really i don't really play video games so i didn't really have much of a opinion on it um so Rhea Ripley. Well, real um, quick, one thing I will say before we get to Rhea Ripley. Uh, one thing I will say is like, uh, I I do like the the animation for what they're going for. They're going for a you know, N sixty four THQ type of Akai type of game as opposed to, and it was weird. Like, which which do you like more? Like the, those Akai games or like the like uh, No Mercy type games? Where it's you know, kind of like um. You, you almost have almost like the the do moves you kind of have to put in the uh the input as opposed to like you just grapple and then you do the moves which one do you like more i liked i like the one um like where you would do the same combos but like it would be like all right this is a heavy grapple and you got to hold it down a little bit more like and the more yeah. they're messed up the moves change i, I like that one okay um and, and i'm you know partial to the fire pro engine as well so um but yeah man uh rhea ripley doing a lot on twitter uh i don't know if this was her i don't know if this is a bot situation um but apparently she was on the timeline uh cheering herself on this may have been a kevin durant like situation where she forgot to log out of the burner account or she thought she was in the burner account but she was actually in her regular account saying she hopes rhea ripley like you know gets Beth Phoenix or whatever. Um, and people started digging up a lot of old stuff from Rhea Ripley that is not does not paint her in the most favorable light. Like what? What you think? Like um, you know, like all the 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 Trump stuff, the the a lot of racist stuff, uh, different stuff like that. Wow. But you know, wow. there's like old but this stuff is old. I'm talking like 2000. 16 13 different stuff like that so um like it's a it's a case of like it's a long time ago this doesn't matter at all but you know once you start going down the people's internet histories everything's there uh but keeping it on the burner account thing that's pretty funny wait what happened i said keeping it on the burner account i just think it's funny it's like yeah you know like people trafficking amongst those those stan accounts like acting amongst them um yeah, which the, is like it, sickening to think about and it's also weird because like as she i find it weird that she felt the need to make a stan account because like when i go on my when i go on my timeline like i feel like weekly i see i see people lusting and thirsting after uh Rhea ripley so i'm surprised that she felt the need to actually like Add on because there's there's plenty already in the zeitgeist, if you will. So it, it's surprising to me. Like, yeah, 
It, you mean to tell me over the past like month or so you ain't seen people every time she whoops Dominic Mysterio ass and like it should have been me. I've seen that. I've seen that same yes. joke every fucking week. Yep, people very, very you know. Ta- they, they, they can't handle sh- it. They look. They she's wearing shorts now and they can't handle it. They can't handle it. I I, I so I I'm surprised that she felt the need to continue this or even have this. Well, Thero Negro says the ideas of wrestlers mobilizing their stands against rival co-workers is funny as hell. That is like the next level of like of dirtiness, I, I think. Like if, if wrestlers are really doing this right, like that is what kind of 4D thinking is this? It's like, yo, I've heard of the idea of wrestlers trying to mobilize uh, people from their own accounts to like drive something to to to, get, to push an agenda uh, you know to, to get people to have interest in a match that's on maybe a dark or something like that i've heard of that but using a burner account to rile the stands who drive who run who run the algorithms who control them right that is some machiavellian like I imagine any wrestler in history would have tried to use this. Like, like wouldn't have Shawn Michaels in the nineties have like done this to like undermine Bret Hart. Yes. Right. Yes. Um, you know, wouldn't the Hulk Hogan have controlled this? Someone, someone's had, someone's done this like for real already. I'm just, no, no, I don't mean Sasha and Alexa. Damn near. Oh, oh, that's the first thing I think of. I don't mean like some, they did this like I think they did this or no. it's undocumented. I mean, like, no, somebody's had to have done this, and I just can't remember who did this, and it's been out there. Just, just that's I, another I, good I, one, Lothero Negro. It's like when Cody chooses to reply to accounts with barely any followers. We know that Cody normally is known for a burner account. So yeah, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, you know, Bill's Mafia says, well, we know someone who is willing to just do it on their main and TV and their promos. That Dennis is wild. Yeah, man. Like, bro, if, if, if I really find out, like, I, I feel like we should monitor this from now on, people in the chat. Like, when it, whenever we start seeing some, you know, s- some stuff that don't quite look right, I feel like we should we should bring it to the stage here, you know, and, and investigate, you know, use, use our, our smarts and um, you know, they'll f- figure all this shit out. Like, are, are these wrestlers like further ahead of the curve than we're giving them credit for? Lothario like, Negro said the game has evolved. <laughs> Cody said that that me, oh yeah, Cody put that me and Brandy made AW tweet was nasty. Indeed, it was. Um, and I think a lot of people were linking that to the timing of, you know, maybe maybe he just you know when he comes back he's he's a little worried you know that there's there's a new guy in charge that he has you know control over him um and cody was the guy he came back from vince and we assume that triple h won't do this shit to him don't won't fuck him Essentially, right. At least for a certain, at least at the start, because like at least until he started getting AEW to WWE uh, talent flow his way, yeah. Right, but like at the end of the day, this is Triple H. <laughs> like, like I, I implore people to remember this. Who we're dealing with here? Shouts out to you, just die already for following. Um, what a name. Um, <laughs> what was the name? <laughs> you just die already. Wow. So, All right. Man. 
Uh, appreciate you joining us. But um, yeah, man, it's um. Hope to catch you in better spirits. Jesus. <laughs> um. Yeah, but. <sighs> Yeah, we're we're going to have to uh, gamer tag for years. Awesome, awesome. Glad you're here with us. Um, but yeah, man, we should uh, keep it rolling. <laughs> Where do you want to go? Like, do you actually want to? Do you want to go over the like the cliff notes of uh, of we've got what AW Dynamite? Yeah, we we should we should look into that. Um, yeah, let's 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 go through the cliff notes of that. Otherwise, we'll end up you know doing another hour of the show. I don't think that's that's or an hour and a half of the show. I don't think that's really necessary. Um, so the opener. What was the opener this week? The promo. Okay. So it was Chris Dan- Jericho and Daniel Garcia face to face. That's right. Um. So the state of the, the, state of the uh, jazz. Yes. Yeah. So crowd uh, receives Garcia with the you're you're a wrestler um, chance. Okay. Jericho tells him to shut up. Jericho then compliments Garcia, chalked up their disagreements and uh, you know disappointment to disappointment after losing. He wanted an apology from Garcia. Uh, Garcia said it d- digs into his bag and cuts kind of a uh, sincere babyface promo. Uh, said he knew how special it was for him to share his share the ring with his hero, Brian Danielson. He hung with him for 30 minutes, but it was a type of match that he dreamed about having as a kid. But Jericho ruined it, and deep down, um, you know, Jericho basically said, deep down, you know you're a sports entertainer, and he demands to hear him say it. Then Danielson's music hit, came out as Garcia was going to talk. He said Garcia showed a lot to him. Uh, basically, he said, you know, Jericho said he had enough and demanded that uh, Garcia call himself a sports entertainer. But when Jericho tried to basically stop him from leaving, Jericho, uh, Jericho got shoved by Garcia. Um, and the crowd's like kind of like Garcia kind of just leaves it. Like he doesn't really pick a side. He needs time to think. Um, and then Danielson and Jericho got, you know, together. And he basically said uh, he made fun of Jericho, said he doesn't like sports entertainers. But what Jericho did was pretty entertaining. He said, uh, you call yourself the last survivor of Stu Hart's dungeon. And but he knows more. Or excuse me, Jericho said he was the last survivor of Stu Hart's dungeon. He knows more about wrestling than Danielson ever will. Danielson basically said, well, why don't we ask Stu Hart? Who would Stu Hart say is better between us? Who would Owen Hart say uh, is better between us? Some some said, um, <laughs> I'm glad. Stop. You huh? stop. <laughs> there was no third. They stopped at two. They stopped at two. There was there was somebody else that I who he, there was somebody else that people wanted uh, Danielson to name and wonder who he would say who's is better. But um, yeah, we're gonna just um, basically he said he wants the Lionheart at uh, all out. So it's gonna be American Dragon versus Lionheart. Uh, he told Danielson to watch his back right on cue. Hager lays him out. Uh, so they, that sets up a match next week. Uh, this was this is all really good. It went really long though. I didn't think it went that long, uh, but I think by the standards of AEW, it, it kind of went long because they don't normally do promos that go more than five minutes. But uh, but yeah, like I think it went like twelve minutes on it, and I thought like if you you know like there was nothing that was unessential that was out there, uh, and I thought it was really well done. I thought that like it, it put the stakes clear. This like is is weighing on his conscience, or it is at least he's acting his ass off one and two, but like we're gonna figure it out uh when it comes to this, you know, custody of Daniel Garcia match uh come the pay per view. Um this is, this know, is two, old, old, two old men fighting for one young man. Yes. So um 
<laughs> so yeah, uh, Lionheart versus this should be awesome. Uh, these guys have never uh, faced in a big spot. I believe there's a Monday Night Raw TV match from 2013. 2013. Yep. Um, and I don't know if it had a had a finish uh, it did have a finish Jericho ended up winning like this is like right I think this is like getting back to Jericho coming back for uh, like right after that um, what was that pay-per-view in Chicago when he came back for Punk mm, it like, payback I don't know it was comeback it was like but he, he was basically asking like Punk was gone for after after the Undertaker match he, and then like he kept talking running to Heyman he's like where is he where is he like yeah. month, around that time like that summer or late spring early summer 2013, they had a match like because Jericho had a run at that time. Like he also had like a match with RVD too in the same <clears throat> yep. in that same run. Yeah, um, yeah. So after that, we got Jay Lethal against Dax Harwood. I remember shit like this. <laughs> uh, so yeah, he said things was the program after Fandango. Yeah, um, yep. so yeah, Dax and uh, Jay Lethal they had a really like physical, like nice kind of put together match here. Um. And they did like a lot of chain wrestling at the beginning, big chops. Um, early on, I was like, "Man, looks like Dax has met his match tonight." And then Dax kind of just took over with the chops. Um, and then uh, there was this, you know, there was a lethal combination. These guys, like, they started with that real rugged wrestler stuff, but then they broke out into like a modern match. Um, <laughs> so like they were doing Tobe Suicidas. Dax was coming off the ropes, uh, the the middle ropes. They were countering stuff, doing the slingshot power bomb. Uh, this was this was pretty good, and um, I I thought people would um, go up for this match. I think a little more than they did, maybe just because like there was something um, else on the show that was just all time. But uh, this was a very solid match. Uh, Jay Lethal ended up getting the win after um, Dax. He held the tights on Dax uh, after. Yeah. Um, it was all a, that, and Dax looks shocked. Yeah, yeah. Rick, Rick, or O'Connor roll, O'Connor roll got reverse, and uh, Lethal held the tights. Yeah, like it reminded me of um, it reminded me of like a '90s like TV match. Um, it was almost like a Bret Hart match, except Bret Hart didn't throw chops like that. Yeah, Bret Hart not really won with the chops. Yeah. Um. But it was so. Fun. So we had Colton Gunn and Billy Gunn facing off. And James, Colton Gunn beat up his daddy on national television. <laughs> scoring a victory for all sons over their fathers. Um, yeah. I don't really have too much more on this, but um, yeah. I don't I, I don't have anything. Yep. So there, there was an attack uh, after. Um, they jumped on Billy after the match. Uh, then Swerve and Keith Lee came out to chase them off. Three teams kind of looked at each other. Um, after that, they showed uh, United Empire and Death Triangle backstage. Uh, and Will Ospreay not looking larger than life here. Kind of just has his T-shirt on and whatever. Look kind of regular here. I, I thought he would, you know, kind of step it up a little bit. But um, they, you know, said he... Pack said he's not gonna kill the United Empire. They murder them, like you know, in the in the Pack voice. So uh, these are two very aggressively British gentlemen um, <laughs> yelling on American television, and it was, um, you know, there's a lot of energy there. Oh man! They um, after that we had Britt Baker uh, beating Colin King, as we mentioned earlier. Uh, it was a solid match. This match was not bad at all. 
Um, Kylan King in two matches has had uh, two decent matches on on back to back Dynamites. Um, I know, like I know that Kylan King, like even before the Allen Allen Angels did it, like was you know kind of branched out to get more dates. Whatever it was it? Seems like she's made the best of it. She look, she seems like a better wrestler than she was when I you know was when I saw her like let's say um, at Empower last year around this time. Right. Um, she she hasn't really been in the business that long, but she's always kind of had like a major league look, professional gear. Um, and that, that goes a long way, especially like um, in the in the women's side, because like they really got to like bring it on their gear to really stand out. So, um, you know, as far as her being like six foot one, like I could understand like them being apprehensive because they have, you know, Jade around. And then like and it's weird because they actually put her in the ring with Jade last year. Um, in like May, if I'm not mistaken, okay. um, like, and they, and they had him facing off, and I was like, mm, why would you do that? And then, but you know, uh, she's someone that like I've definitely had like my eye on, like, yo, they should eventually sign her and make sure she doesn't show up in the PC. Even like, what are y'all doing? So, um, after that, uh, we had <laughs> Britt taking a victory lap on Thunder Rosa, essentially. <laughs> Uh, said she did her whole title reign with a broken wrist. Did we um, did we talk about the part where like uh, somebody did the stop washed up for CM Punk, uh, CM Punk uh, saying that he can't defend his title, and Rosa saying that she can't defend her title. Oh yes, oh yes, I forgot about that. Okay, yeah. so that came from one of those horrible counts, uh, one of those you know terrible counts. Not even gonna, you guys know what I'm talking about. So. And then, like, it started getting co-opted by your stop watchers, your normal stop watchers and stuff like that. I'm like, man, so y'all willing to roll in the mud with these people just to get the the agenda off. Okay. Um, they put, like, all right, I'm just going to keep it honest. I'm going to zoom the camera here. There is a belt in this company that makes money there is a belt that is important in this company there's a belt that is a main event championship that is on the actual top star in the promotion the other one belongs to thunder rosa this is not agenda time this woman was crying breaking down during the promo and apparently the answer was to put her in front of a live audience and do that just to satisfy whatever type of agenda you want to get off. CM Punk was tears in his eyes and that whole thing that as far as it went on, Thunder Rosa could barely get through a promo. And uh, you're going to send this woman out there where English is not her first language to struggle like this on national television. I think the right decision was made here. I don't disagree much with you because like, I, I I thought the same things of like this is a forty it was like a forty something second promo and you see she was still struggling through it not in a way where it's like she's fucking up the words but just like she was is obviously she she seemed emotional um given that she had to do it and so was Punk when he had to come off the belt too or come off or come off the road anyway um it's like. CM Punk, and not even get into the part about one belt as drawn money, da da da. Like 
CM Punk is trained as like one of the best promos I've ever heard to like go in a situation and get himself out of it, like on the mic. That's not necessarily Thunder Rose's like top skill. Like, like you know, we're still confused at what she said. Yeah, yeah. Like I, like if Adam Page had to come off the belt, I don't think he's going out there for ten minutes and you know in front of the crowd and. And, you know, and trying to get through it. I just don't. I think, he, you know, he, he probably comes out, hands the belt off, gives you probably like a paragraph and then walks off. So, like, it, it, maybe that's more appropriate. I don't know. But, like, if she can't hold it together backstage, I don't think she's going to hold it together in front of the crowd that's going to, you know, give the ah and, and no, no, no type of thing. So... Yeah, especially at that point in time, for people decide to realize that they might not like her, she might be doing you know backstage things they don't like. But yeah, it, it was just weird to me. But yeah, we can continue. Sorry. Yeah, um, more dopes. Um, that whatever. So after that, uh, we had Swerve and uh, the acclaimed backstage. Uh, Keith Lee said they didn't save them because they like them. They think they're worth a tag team title shot at All Out. The acclaim accepted. And I think this was the peak of laziness. Um, yep. Like it's nothing. It's nothing. Like this. Nothing. This is negative build. This is like no one thought about this for more than a second. Um, Swerve and our glorious first pay per view defense as champions. The acclaimed are really over. They're both babyface teams. I don't know if they have bigger matches down the road for Swerve and Our Glory, but I think it's time. It seems like that's what they're going to pay per view. Yeah, like if like after this, right? Like you've you've got your you did your Friday Night Brawls, you did uh, a match against Private Party, you're doing this one here. Uh, where are the marquee matches? Like going into New York, I'm looking for a marquee match for Swerve and Keith Lee. So. Um, I'm sure these guys all work hard. Uh, Claims got something to prove. Swerve and Lee, like they're always on their game. So we don't have to question either of those guys, but they really gave these guys zilch to work with. Like the ass boys are like, kind of like, and the acclaim have been setting this thing up. Right. But like, <laughs> you know, I don't know. Like it, it doesn't almost make sense for the ass boys to get added into this. Right. Because they're already kind of roped in and they're running them off. What? What was the tag match at Double or Nothing? Three-way match. Um, Starks and Hobbs, uh, Jurassic Express, and Swerving Our Glory. So you can make an argument all year on pay-per-view. They haven't given a fuck about these tag titles compared to, like, the first since 2019 into 2021. It's been right? three-way, three-way. Like right. They, like, they did the... Uh, Red Dragon Bucks, right? Jurassic Express, right? And, they did and that's that and that's one of my favorite matches in AEW this year. So I'm not knocking it, but like it was clearly like we don't want to beat X, Y, or Z right now, so we'll put in a third member to take down. I feel like the Gun Club is like, like they have to be added to this, or else there's it's like what is to this match? Like like what is it? Like there's nothing to it otherwise. Um, so we'll see. Up next. AEW World Championship Unification Match. John Moxley taking on CM Punk to become the undisputed champion. In a motherfucking squash, John Moxley beat CM Punk in about three minutes. They start hot with collar and elbow tie-ups. 
um, in Punks in the Pants. Uh, Mox is like, I, I was listening to Wild Thing the day before in the car, whatever, pumping myself up. And this was like when I started figuring out that I really like John Moxley. Like, I'm just listening to Wild Thing. And like, I, I like John Moxley and all that. And then, but I, I hear that and I think about like when he enters the arena and that shit just like, that shit turns you up, pumps you up. And um, old man Phil had to feel it pretty much um, for, from this. So uh, it, the match all kind of broke down um, of, you know, him smothering punk in the corner punk yep. you know answering with that uh but there's like it's kind of like they're in a um in a comeback sequence or whatever to begin the match and then punk throws a high kick but on the foot that he plants with which is the injured foot right kind of re-aggravates the injury you know right and that's kind of like the um you know the the cue for like oh there's an angle like my, in my my head i'm like oh there's an mm-hmm. angle here because i would for you know, for days leading up to this, we were speculating, like, what would happen? And, you know, I I told everyone on the show, I'm like, this is not a company that is not going to give us a winner and a loser. Like, they're not about to do a DQ and all this shit. But, like, we never considered, like, that it would just be, like, a short, like, preview kind of medical squash. That's kind of what I termed it. Yeah. And, and it, um, it kind of harkens back to different short matches like this like cody and brody lee uh, that happened Uh, malachi Malachi black different stuff like that and what they did was protected the real match that they're gonna have seemingly uh for the pay-per-view give you the clean finish give you the shock title change this thing was awesome this was like this was this was great pro wrestling right here. Yeah. Um, this was exciting. This was like, uh, like Mox basically lays in the hammer and anvil elbows, gives him two death riders and Moxley gets the win. And everyone's shocked. Like what the fuck has happened? And then like, you know, more people like to see him punk done with the company. Yeah. I'm like, no, it's an angle. Like in the old work is the new work. This is awesome. So, I saw people that did not like this match, and my only conclusion those is that people were wrong. <laughs> I came to the conclusion that like they didn't want CM, they didn't want, they thought they were getting the actual match here, and they're pissed that they didn't get the match. And uh, you're going to get the match later, um, but they actually gave you a finish here. They gave you a winner and a loser. So they like Clean. they gave you the they gave you the match. They didn't give you the match you wanted. I can understand that. And like, trust me, if they come out here on Sunday and they don't give me a CM Punk, uh, John Moxie match or whatever else, I will I I will say that we got fucked. I I think I just think that they've built up enough equity to me that where it's like, I think they're actually gonna get the match. And like I thought that this was compelling as hell. It, it took me into mind those squash that you mentioned earlier of them just being great. And like Moxley, um, and Moxley, you know, the, the post-match promo, he's like, Oh, I'm sorry. Was that not supposed to happen? And he just talks about how he's like, I I've been fucking head hunting all year long. And like, this guy's not, this fucking guy wasn't going to stop me. And I like the story. It tells of punk came back too early uh, and I'm really interested to see how they're going to get back to a to him getting another match after like he just got his ass handed to him, and like was it just a reaggravation? Did he break his foot again? What exactly is the word? And how are they going to play it into the story of 
them going however they go on pay review. Like, and you know, these two are so talented, you know, they're going to, they're going to make it work. And it's like, that's why it's interesting to me. Cause it's like, this was no, mo- like they're like, they know they, what they they're to, doing. They, they're doing, they did a great job and they still have the thread of a, a small ass needle to make this fo- like completely like go all the way through and work. So like, it's, it's interesting to me, like how the hell are they going to like, I see what they're going to do. And I was saying this to, um, in the, in the thread that has like Floyd and, and Chad and finish on it's like, I kind of saw this Bayface Bayface thing on a quick rematch thing where like the story is like punk is going to Chicago like as an underdog and he's going to have to overcome and fight like hell against somebody better than him to win. And like on short notice, I have to get his ass by somebody like I saw, I mean, we saw that when that's playing Tam earlier this year. And it's like, obviously I'm not going to get into the part where the, the hill turned down. Like the first two matches, whatever else, like, that part was ultimately very compelling and like ultimately ended up being like a great story at I uh, like in that particular junction from match one to match two of like she was in a cage match or not supposed to cage match with Tam and Tam beat the dog shit out of her. It beat her beat her damn near to death. And like two days later she has to she has to fight her again and she overcomes and wins. Like this is what CM Punk is up against. And like I just find it to be interesting and like I can't wait to see like how Puck is going to come out there and say, I want another rematch or how he's going to go Moxie in there or how Moxie's going to just be this arrogant dick on top of the world and say, I broke, I beat your ass. You broke little foot. You only got a week to heal up. I'll beat you again. And I'll give you another match. I don't give a fuck. Like whatever they do it's going to be, it's going to be interesting to see how this, how this all fits together to make this work, to get to that match. But once they get to that match, it's on. Yep. <clears throat> like and- they got me. I, I really enjoy this whole thing. I'm just interested to see how they, like, put the final pieces on it. And I think, you know, it was important, like, for the run that Mox has been on this summer, like, for him to just hand the belt back to CM Punk, like, that just felt icky, right? And it was very cathartic, I think, for a lot of people to uh, to see Punk going Especially going after two down. weeks ago. Yes, especially after all that <laughs> shit. And then, like, you know, the uh, I think CM Punk had negative goodwill going into it. It just, like... You know, like this guy's on a multi-year contract. He's not going anywhere. Um, but I guess if this helps people enjoy the story better, like I don't know if it helps them necessarily enjoy it, but they they worry themselves and talk themselves and all to all these weird scenarios and situations. It's like, why am I having to explain this cockamamie scenario that you created in your own head? Right. Um, uh, they basically um, retrogram pulls up uh, if dynamite. If the Dynamite title match ended in a no contest or if it didn't happen and Punk had won in a barn burner without this result, same motherfuckers would be pissed saying they fucked over Mox. Um, they immediately released this match on YouTube for free. I believe this is the first match they've ever released in full um, you know, on the YouTube channel. Bill's Mafia brings up three minutes and change. 2.2 million on the YouTube viz. So people are definitely interested. Um, so. Yeah, I think they did the right thing here. Um, this is Vader and Anoki. Um, this is, you know, a lot of famous squads. It's Vader and Anoki without Anoki having a match before in hand. Yeah. Yeah. And I actually watched that recently. I, I Like, it, it cuts off before they start throwing shit. But I was disappointed when they, I didn't see the crowd throw shit. And, like, they're in Ohio this week. The Chicago dynamic will obviously change Be things. flipped. And that's why I was thinking, like, once they did, I was like, okay, they're... They're going to do the rematch, and like obviously Punk has to win to make this work. Uh, but, I, did, like, I did not see Big AO um, talk about CM Punk. I will definitely seek that out because Big AO is a very entertaining guy. So <laughs> um, after that, um, 
Christian Cage was asked about Jungle Boy, said all he was trying to do was motivate him, blah, blah, blah. Um, he accepted the challenge. Ricky Stars came out. Most underrated thing of the night. I thought this was excellent. Like, as far as, like, a baby face and talking about um, someone that turned on you and not looking corny, but looking passionate and then, like, tied into New Jack City line at the end. Um, like, sit your, like, you bring your $5 ass from Chicago. And, you know, I thought it was – I was really compelled by this. And I, I had to go back and rewatch it because, like – I this shit that that happened before this was so so great everyone was talking to each other on their phones and mm-hmm. kind of just in the moment and it was a it was a tough spot to put him and uh i think he like i would encourage everybody to go rewatch that um if you did not because like i think a lot of people are rushing to crown ricky starks right now and i'm not there right as mm-hmm. far as like you know this needs to be pushed as like uh, ace level baby phase of the company i'm not there and i'm sorry but this promo Earn some stripes with me. I remember the 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 New Jack City line, but I don't remember much about the promo because I was very much like just in a different world after the uh, <laughs> the Moxley thing, uh, the Moxley title win and everything that was going. And I'm just speculating like, what the hell are they going to do now uh, as far as getting to a match uh, for the main event of the show? So yeah. Uh, I I uh, you, after you told me that like you thought it was great, I end up getting a, uh, a copy of the show. I just haven't got a chance to watch it yet. So after that, we got that Moxley promo where he's like, you know, uh, he breaks it down like, I'm sorry, that's not how it was supposed to go. Everyone wrote him off. Those people don't matter. Uh, the answer to any problem here uh, it might be in pro wrestling is John Moxley. Uh, I thought him calling himself the answer uh, would be. <sighs> a, he needs to go ahead and and, and figure that out. Uh, <laughs> If that's, um, you know, uh, not trademarked or whatever. But uh, he says he is professional wrestling. He's not just some guy. He is the guy. People may ask when is his time, but Moxie's time is right now. So uh, after that, they ran down the cards for Rampage and uh, everything like that. We'll get back to that. But up next, a video package recap. Kenny Omega's return last week uh, immediately. Will Osprey's music hit after that? I was like, "Do y'all see it? Do y'all see it?" And then they, yeah, I didn't know if people did or not, but um, they they couldn't have made it more clear. Don Callis joins commentary, so he's there to scout um, for um, yeah, like uh, the next round, and he's here to look at Will Osprey. And then the United Empire faces Death Triangle, five stars. Um, oh man. When we talk about RLPW, it's right here, baby. Um, this is just like, oh my god. Um, there's so much. They, these boys got plenty of time. Yeah, like twenty. Yeah, like minutes. three commercial breaks. Yeah, incredible, incredible moves. Uh, incredible sequences. I've seen Phoenix and Osprey, luckily, in a one-on-one match back in Rev Pro in 2017. Uh, I'm not shocked by what was happening. Lots of insane offense from from both sides. Twisting Cobra over hard moonsaults from from Osprey. Uh, Phoenix just going all time. This was just go out of your way to watch this. This was like one of the best matches of the year. Um, and it was like, they, they shot an angle in the middle of it with Kip Sabian. Um, mm-hmm. And 
you know, th- that's all set up for the All Atlantic stuff. The solo, like basically, like the segment of the match shows Osprey versus Pack was also phenomenal. Yep, they and they built that up. They led them to like kind of rise to each other's feet and meet, meet each other eye to eye. Um, Will Osprey when he comes to AEW, he don't fuck around. Um, mm-hmm. It's like he knew he knew the eyes was on him, and like it was just funny seeing people like all that discourse that happened about Will Osprey happened after. This man shows up on national television right. and like and balls out and drops fifty. And the, the um, week the week after, like he, he you know he has like the you know in my opinion the best match of the year. Another match that was five stars in, in my opinion, of course. And like you know he had a match with freaking uh, Speedball Mike Bailey in in uh Rick in uh Rick, Rick and Knight Jr. Jr. Like the 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 weekend in between all <laughs> this stuff. Like I don't know what those matches. I don't know how what well, I haven't heard were back. They about both got five. Sorry? I believe they both got five. See, so, I mean, look, you know, Meltzer beyond on some time or whatever else. I don't know if the, that five is the same as, like, you know, the other fives. But whatever else, he's having great matches. And, like, people... Don't like him. People people will bristle at this. Like, I, I, I don't know. Like, me personally, like, I didn't give this match <laughs> five stars because there's a lot of... um. The one stuff that's out of their control with the commercial breaks, and I didn't see the commercial break stuff, but like also like the pacing stuff was uneven at times. But like I gave it four and three quarters, and I thought like outside of like Young Bucks and Lucha Bros from um from this year, and like Lucha Bros, oh, sorry, yeah, not Lucha Bros, but um also FTR in in Young Bucks. I think those are the three best matches, the tag best three best tag matches I've seen in uh, AEW this year easily. So like I um I thought match was sensational and I thought that like Phoenix was great and uh, all them dudes was great all them dudes was great and, but like this was the this I love was that the, this exists this was the Osprey show like I love that this exists and like <clears throat> like we get a world where fucking the United Empire just shows up <laughs> and and like. It just rolls out from New Japan, and then these guys are treated with respect, treated like the stars they are, um, and they just come out and roll roll out into the next round of the trios tournament. They win, and we start going off air, and all of a sudden the elite's music hits. Mm-hmm. Um, Kenny comes out, they stare down face to face. Don's incredible on commentary this whole match, um, and this whole thing is like leading to next week, the elite versus um, United Empire. We're getting Kenny Omega and Will Ospreay across from each other, We're getting the Young Bucks in there with Aussie Open. Um, that's gonna be that's gonna be a match of the year candidate. Uh, I think uh, anything else like you know would be. I think those are the expectations. You'd be surprised if it wasn't. Now, so I heard Dave Meltzer gave a comparison of this match to the Will Ospreay uh, PWG match had like Ricochet in it and uh, I think Matt Seidel was in it. Yeah. Now we actually oh. we actually like ha- by happenstance saw that this year um, at a watch along thing or whatever else where we all basically like for, for jo- Josh from Keep the Show on birthday we all got together and we all nominated matches from different promotions and that was a match that got brought up. I thought this match smoked that match. Same. Yeah. So um, you know, obviously that match is a lot was a few years older, and you know standards change even over a couple of years. But um, yeah, like I, I thought this match is fantastic. Black Saber Junior. I don't care when Will and Kenny fight. You put Dave Meltzer front row like his Flair Steamboat in '89. I would love to see it. 
Um, But yes, so this leads to something that's been going on since Kenny's been back these last two weeks. The off-air post-show promo. So, like last week, it was like he was talking and you know taking those shots. It sounded like maybe at the the cosplay guys, da da da. Um, like and they this week this came out and Will got on the mic, uh, or excuse me, uh, like the elite got on the mic. Basically, was like, "Yo, uh, shout out to y'all. You know, this is what you do when you come to America. Um, can you go ahead and like talk to the people and like do the rest of the job? Essentially, like you know, you got the main event spot. Da, 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 da. We appreciate you. Give a thank you to the United Empire. Will gets on the mic. All that like in ring charisma fades immediately, <laughs> and he's like going on and on and talking about bro. He's like another five stars and." Um, you know, he's talking about going going on and on, but he like hands the mic back to Kenny essentially, and then Kenny's just like put this man in a blender. Like it, it was just like I felt bad for Will. Like when Will was <laughs> like, bro, he was like, yo, you talk about you know the, this grueling schedule you had that just because you've done a couple indies and you wrestled a couple lower card New Japan guys, and then you know, and you and you got five stars or you you got these stars from this one guy or whatever and he's like yo no one remembers any of your matches um they 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 do like you you might have lost okada so what i lost okada too but i've also beaten okada on the biggest stage something you've never done and you will never do and he also says, like, you know, the match that they talk about with me, that's the one where I beat Okada. And that's the one people talk about is the best of all time. And it was just like, nigga. Like, like it, I could just I felt like I saw Will Will Osprey's heart just dropping uh in real time. Like his face, like, there's nothing I can say. Like I'm I'm owned. Like I will string into a corn cob and die at this moment. Um Kenny backs up because Will wants to charge him after that. And um it's just like heats up from there and he's like yeah i know you don't got one of these catchphrases so i'll do it uh I'll bid you guys to do good night goodbye bang and it's just like they unleashed this nigga bro <laughs> like um and, and get ready for the match next week and um i'm ready um this was a yes in, in the comments this is the ultimate you want to be me little bro pr- promo indeed Um, it was fine. I thought that, like, I, I don't think I actually watched most of it. I just saw the part where, like, uh, or maybe, no, I, I miss Osprey's part. I saw Omega's part, and I was like, this is the indiscriminate, like, bearing thing I was talking about last year, or last week when, like, you didn't like um, Punk um, talking about the, the, the line about Moxley being the third best guy in his group and it's a recurring thing and how like that put over WWE guys and I was like, all right, so Osprey's or not, Okada is like saying like, yeah, don't you want to watch us? What do you want to watch us two guys known for losing to uh, Kazusuko Okada Russell in AEW? And I'm like, yeah, but like I don't know why you brought that up right now. Um, yeah, it, it was weird. Uh, or not weird. It's not, that's not the wrong word, but I, I thought it was, um, I, I don't, I get the point of the story that he's, he's dropping it off with as far as like, 
he has to kind of go through Omega to kind of get to the Okada level. And it's kind of like, and that is a part of the, the Osprey story in general, but it's like, I don't really like Omega saying that because like, it should be like, if he beats one, he can, or once Osprey breaks through to beat one, that means he can beat the other because they should be seen as like equals as opposed to that thing, whatever. But, uh, but yeah, like, I thought it was, I thought the crowd loved it. So, like, the crowd was into it. Um, you seem energized. Uh, but for yeah, me, it was I like, I saw it. I was like, man, I was like, this is rough for, for, for young Will. It was, it, yeah. And the, and the thing about it that was rough about it was it felt did, like, did you feel like he it was, was just, like, he was actually, it was actually like an open opportunity for him to go actually go as opposed to him setting up, um, to be bad for Okada or Okada for Omega to do that to him? I, I think that, you felt like, it was a real thing and he just fucked up. I don't think he fucked up. I just think he didn't really have anything to say. Like, mm-hmm. I, like, and it was just like, you know, he he basically said, um, he said something about what, Kenny. What could, what could he have actually said though? Like, he, he said he in, came he's back. In a, you, you, he's in you, you covering AEW. up. He's like, you covering up your body and all that. Like, what do you have a belly right now? Um, I forgot. Isn't what that else? fat shaming? Did we just get on? Did we just get on? Camera uh, fat did. shaming. We we just did. Can't um, so win. Like, First so, off, first off, think about this, right? I don't know what the whole situation was. I I don't know if he was set up or if he just actually really didn't have nothing. But like, as far as taking material off the top of the dome, right? It's like you all you were walking into AEW to as a New Japan guy, an American or sorry, not American, but a, a Western New Japan guy to go out there and 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 argue with Kenny Omega. You're behind such a ball. You gotta like you're behind the eight ball. They ain't trying to hear none shit you gotta say, even if you are hitting on something. It's it, it a fair matter, crowd. Dude. You're saying like this, this is not you know. They ain't gonna give a fuck. This is like battling Sirius Jones in New Jersey. Like it ain't <laughs> it ain't it ain't quite going down for you like this. I, I'm just saying you got to be exceptional to actually have wow. some actually stick to him. Will was starstruck. Bill's mafia says, <laughs> um, but yeah, this was like. The thing that was noticeable was like the the difference in charisma, where it, where it was like that's the difference between Kenny Omega and Will Ospreay, and it's like oh, like and then when you see him like side by side, it's like yeah, okay, like but you know we'll we'll get there, he'll get there one day. I don't even know about the one day. Like I mean, we I just saw him cut a promo last week that I thought was incre- not incredible, but I thought was great. Like it's. Is he the back and forth thing? He doesn't really have much time to. He doesn't really do yeah. that much, given that like most of his opponents are Japanese. Um, so like you know, it, it, maybe in a situation where like there's a learning curve, and eventually you know, he'll, he'll start cutting the big boy promos. Like like I remember when uh it was Cena and Roman Reigns, and Roman Reigns flubbed like flubbed for a second, and Cena was on his ass. Yes. Like it was like one of those. Yeah, it's like boy. You know, if you want to do this, you got to cut the big boy promos. And, you know, it's like yeah, that's one of those. Yeah, um, I was I was very excited by by this, and um, I'm more excited by the match because ultimately wrestling is about a match. Um, <laughs> so you want to talk to eventually sell you on putting your money or tuning in to see what. Them fight in a match. match. Yes, man. Uh, Like and and saying bruv like over and over again. Like that's not. It's not um, going to. It's become somewhat of a meme at this point. But um, yeah. But after that, um, we got Rampage, and I did watch Rampage, and now it is time for me to ask AW, what if you tried with Rampage? What if you decided 
that you were going to do some championship matches on there that had intrigue, that had a build, really good wrestlers giving their all, um, that have you know like a reason for us to really like feel like this show matters. Um, they had some good talent on this show. They had the House of Black, had Dark Order, they had Sammy, they had Ortiz, they had Ty, they had Ruby, they had Wardlow on the show, they had Jay Cargill doing a promo, they had Claudio, they had Dustin Rhodes, but it felt stale. It felt like, um, like it felt phoned in. It felt like it wasn't like quite there. Um, well, the tr- when, when you start with a Jay Lethal. And Dax match, and then a title match where with a decisive squash, and a guy basically, in my opinion, like you know, lockdown wrestler of the year, <laughs> like lockdown Flair Thez with the with a win like that, and then like a five star or whatever match of the or one of the better match of the or the very best matches of the year, um, in the main event for it, it went twenty five minutes, and you know. Uh, like you know, there are fireworks or explosions, sparks shot out of people's ass during the match, and then you follow that up with like, okay, we're gonna have Dustin and, and Cesaro have a match that's gonna be like a, a good match, and that's really it. And like, I'm gonna get to that. You know what's funny? I have like going over this match, like going over the show as you mentioned. Show's like, oh shit, I actually did watch this. I believe you did. Yeah, I did. Watch um, this. I I totally forgot. I thought, I, 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 I'm, yeah, I actually did watch this. So, yeah. So, yeah, House of Black and Dark Order, um, Silver Reynolds and 10 um, ended up getting the win mm-hmm. off a of distraction with Miro showing up at the end. Um, people freaked out with Alice Black or Malachi Black getting rolled up and losing. I hate it. Yeah, I, I, I wasn't into this. That really some at w, all. That's some distraction roll up shit that you see in WWE, and I hate that too. Like, it's like we gotta protect everybody. It's like just fucking beat them. Um, well, not even that. Like, what? What is? What is? What is Buddy Murphy doing? Where he can't get right, paid? right. Like, when he be the, if in no out of those three, when he clearly be the pin eater? Yes. Um, and but they did something important did happen this match. Um, Ten started getting his knee worked on, which puts into motion. Hangman taking his place as yeah. we've called on this show yeah. from the inception. Yeah. So everybody, so I want to know who like the Young Bucks alternate would it be Nakazawa. Like like when one of them gets tired, like they can put someone else in, right? Right? Like like that's like if if that is like their story they're telling to where like they actually have a chance because they're fresher, I can buy that. I don't I don't think they've actually brought that up. It's just like oh Hangman, hey, you'll just come in and you'll just be with Reynolds and Silver and. In well, the well, wrestling. no, they're not. They're not going to bring it up now because they're going to sh- shoot the angle for it Friday. Like no. they, they, they laid the, the groundwork with him getting his knee worked on in this match. No, 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 no. I get that part, but I mean, like the part where like it's a trios tournament. One person in the trios drops, and then like while everybody else has like fought through and gutted through their various injuries and things from f- being in fights. Like this one team can add another person in as fresh as a daisy. That fucking sucks. You can you that would never be allowed in real fighting if there was actually real tag team fighting. You know what I'm saying? Like well, they couldn't that, have the match. Like it would just be yeah, a forfeit. forfeit. 
Fuck them. Uh, we ball. That that's, that sounds whack. Um, <laughs> if this, at least we no, get a seriously, match. Seriously, if this was a real fight, if this was a real fight, obviously it's not. I'm not. I'm not. But I'm saying just like <laughs> just think about it. But just think about it. Like, wait a second. So this we all have to go through this this gauntlet of 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 you know of pain and suffering and all this kind of stuff, and then like you're just you just add in somebody else and you're good to go. Like it's like. It's like if we're in the middle of a playoffs and NFL playoffs and like everybody's in like week, you know, 19 and they're just in this just rough everything else. All of a sudden it's like, oh yeah, like you, you this other team has like a whole nother fresh batch of football players you can just bring in for Super Bowl. What the fuck? Well, <laughs> like, sucks. well, I mean, they did have the AEW world title eliminator tournament when someone dropped out of it as a shoot that they replaced. Who? Um, when Moxley dropped out of the tournament. And they brought Miro in to replace him. So this is just a storyline version of that. Yeah, I guess I totally forgot about like that they part. Didn't, like they didn't give um, Danielson the trophy automatically. You still had to beat Miro for it. So um, that's true. But as you said, that was a real injury. This is fake. They've made this up. They contrived this. <laughs> they planned for this to happen. Yeah. Um, and it ultimately comes back to like, oh, you Hangman's going to step up for these guys. They didn't want to go with the Bucks. Obviously, um, this is going to lead to Elite and uh, versus Hangman to Dark Order, and this is going to be awesome uh, when it happens. So <laughs> um, after that, it feels we had, like they're doing. It feels like they're giving Paige charity. Like he's, uh, I, I'm sorry. Like given what Orange Cassie has done, uh, like since Forbidden Door, I, I'd rather see him on pay per view than Paige at this point. Just gotta be honest with you, like if it like if this worked, if this is wasn't for the it, good one, all, pencil lost and took Phoenix's spot. That's a good one. Uh, that's way back. That's the twenty twenty one. Okay, yeah, 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 yeah. We're, we're talking about singles match. I'm talking about. I, I get what you're saying. Like replacements, whatever. I was like the replacement thing. Like it's just weird, right? Because obviously, we're like, we're not going to fuck up or whatever we have going forward. But ultimately, like, these people get replaced and then they just lose the very next round. It's not like what's about to happen where, like, clearly he's going to the final. Um, but, like, yeah, like, if the Elite had a different friend, like, Adam Page would not be on his card. Am I wrong here? Um... Uh... I, I guess, but or they you know. I mean, I'm sure they would probably try to figure out what the sh- program, and maybe they would have put him with Sammy instead of Paige. I don't know, but like, it just feels like he's just he's there, and like he's gonna get another shot at his friends because they're his friends, and they're, he's probably gonna fucking lose. And then who knows what the fuck happens with him after that? Like they need to make they need to make like after him in uh. Him in Silver Reynolds, the first champions, does they have just all have something to do after this? Because Young Bucks and, so. and Kenny Omega are going to be perfectly fine. Him, I, I'm not so sure if he if he loses this. Uh, I think the elite are going to win, uh, and Hangman's going to have to. They should, but if I'm thinking like, all right, we're, as far as programming and trying to keep people hot, because you know they love they love Hangman's draws. If he he loses, I don't know what he does after this. I mean, he probably continues to do what he's been doing. Nothing, <laughs> just jack shit. <laughs> but you get what you get. What I'm saying, like that's not like what do we spend all this time for? If he's not, he's gonna be out here just lost adrift in not, the sea not wrestling months at a time, not doing shit. Not wrestling. Is he injured? Like, like what's the deal here? Like, 
I don't know. I don't know. But um, the next chapter will unfold at the finals. So, um, yeah, Sammy and Ty against Ortiz and Ruby Soho. Zara 8. Um, nothing really special here. Uh, Ortiz did get like busted open from a cutter. Uh, I guess he landed like on his, it was hard way. So landed right on his shit and then, um, yeah. got pinned by Sammy. Um, don't really have too much uh, on this one. So, um, TNT championship, Wardlow versus Ryan Nemeth. Why is this happening? Why is this on the show? Um, and here, here come people. Oh, you know, Ryan Nemeth, he's a solid. He can talk real quick and then come out here and get crushed. I don't care about this. Um, a quick squash match for Warlow in Cleveland. And that was it. And right. I guess they decided to throw Nemeth there because he's from the area too. This is like when we say, hey, please try. This is not trying here. <laughs> like, it's just not compelling. Like, you've got so many people on the roster that could do a good match uh, with Wardlow. I, I, um, I think the thing was that it was like, it was a run of just like between the first, ma- like the mixed tag match, and then this is like, this is nothing. I'm getting nothing right now. Yeah. As opposed to like, if there's just one, or this is on, you know, if he's a hometown dude, like, why are you putting him on Rampage and not Dynamite? You could have put the squash on Dynamite? Yeah. Uh, they could have did that instead of like you know a lot of stuff. So um, we had a Jay promo. I don't remember anything about it, um, but it was like I think it was setting up the tag or the match against Athena. So um, we got the ROH World Championship. Um, Claudio Castagnoli versus Dustin Rhodes. <clears throat> they did the promo last week. And they got into this match, and I feel like these guys were going through the motions. They didn't really care. This was just a regular by the rules match. And um, this was like the this was the fear that I had, like with Claudio coming to AEW, right? I feel like his story, like I've already seen him. I know like he's an awesome wrestler, but like him versus Dustin Rhodes, like I don't necessarily need to see that. Uh, I don't need to see Dustin Rhodes versus Claudio Castagnoli. It's a 53-year-old and a 41-year-old guy largely from WWE, what happened to the alternative? Like, I don't need to see Dustin Rhodes against this guy that he's wrestled like a million times, right? Um, if I'm watching Dustin Rhodes, I'm more compelled by him wrestling people that he didn't wrestle for years and years and years and years. Uh, if I'm seeing Claudio, I want to see him face people he didn't wrestle for years and years and years and years and years. I think they mailed this shit in. I thought that Dustin looked slow. So maybe he did. Uh, cause like, but I, I, but at the same time, like, like three and a quarter. Yeah. But I was expecting like a match that was channel four stars because it's those two. Yeah. And I was very like, I was like damn near ready to close this off before like the match ended, but I just stuck it out. Um, and that was it really. So, um, yeah, that was rampage. Yeah. Like, and it, like you look through rampage, right. And I, and I, in my mind, I was like, uh, I said to you last week, but I didn't. I didn't kill the show. I didn't kill Rampage. As far as like them talking about like Meltzer freaking out uh, in the last few months about like their their rating, and then you look up and you're like, "Well, shit!" Like this shit is a must see TV. And I was in my mind, I was like, "Okay, so this is like the third or fourth week in a row." What I was like, "Yo, I could have done anything else." And I remember the one uh, two weeks ago with Trustbusters was the one that set me off the edge. Like, what the fuck are we doing? Mm-hmm. Um, and they've like, got those October live shows coming, so and, and those rampages so, are very different. 
so I ended up going through it, right? And I was like, the last Rampage where it seemed like they had the stars, they had the matches, they gave a fuck still was like the Takeshita and Kingston Dynamite. And that was mm-hmm. like over two months ago, I think. And I was like, what has happened to the show? This show used to be literally anchored by CM Punk or Danielson and Dave Garcia, Dante Martin would also be like the young guys that they had, you know, on this card as well. It's like, what happened Adam to this? Cole. Adam Cole as well. Yes, yeah, for Adam Cole. It's like, we had three bankable stars that was anchoring this thing every on rotation almost every single week with with young younger guys. Like, what happened here? It, like, this show is far, like, I, I, I know, you know, it's obviously a B show now at this point, but like, this show is far, far closer to Dark in the last few weeks and it has been to anything approaching dynamite you gotta be kidding me like dynamite's putting on great show after great show after great show like, like this whole summer like all this, time level shows for for dynamite and yeah. then like this is just and like this shit they throw out there and and then like, we talk about all the tv time that people don't have whatever else like well what the fuck are they doing with this hour yes yes fill the well, hour you have stars what are we doing Luch- like i i, I what? What are we doing? Black Saber Jr., Elevation's been having more heat than Rampage lately. Yes, there was a match that I'm going to check out after. It had Emi Sakura and um, Sheeta. and Sheeta tonight for the Reginity Wave Championship, and I'm hearing that was approaching like four stars like for people on the timeline, so um, definitely going to take a look at that. And, uh, like, they've just been getting, like, cool stuff, and it's like, well, why don't, like, like you know the, the problems, like, like, that exist as far as, like, like what we basically said, yo, I don't blame Johnny Gargano for not signing. They have three hours a week, and then they don't even want to use all three, like right. in meaningful situations. Right. So it's like, fix this shit, and we'll we'll know in October if they're serious about this show. But the last two months, send them in, send send them in, like, <laughs> yeah. Uh, so is there anything else? I have nothing else. I'm going to. Um, oh, Matt Riddle got his name back. I believe he's Matt Riddle once again. Well, that's good because he should, as a person, he should have. Oh, more than I, be- name. I believe they're also doing Let It Play Out um, already. With what? With the, the, uh, the tag the title shit. Yep. Um, nah, shout out to my man Les Owens. Y'all was, nah, y'all was just busting it open for marginal bullshit, ready to get that man a fruit basket again. Fuck out of here. Um, unbelievable. Um, that's great. Oh man, I gotta send you this. Anyway, we can wrap it up. Yeah. Um. Thanks for listening, y'all. Be sure to read us whatever app you're um listening to this with. Uh, and listen to the other shows on the network besides One Nation Radio. Oh, actually, before I even get to that, donations. Um, if you're watching from the stream, go to the Cash app. Go to our PayPal. If you're listening uh, from the podcast, uh, links in the description to our Red Circle. And go to and drop us off with a donation there. And listen to the other shows on the network, as I mentioned before. Um, besides One Nation Radio, you have Keep It Strong Style, The Rookie and Clyde Wrestling Show, Gorman Watches Shit, 8-Bit Suplex, The Grave Consequences Podcast, uh all things elite great mass generator get in the ring meet the press slam um and aew match guy thanks for listening y'all later send send the audio
Yes, send the audio as well. Send audio, and we will screen it. Y'all not slick. Um, yep. Y'all, look, whatever y'all thought, cut that shit out. Just, just, <laughs> just yeah, be, be real. But uh, thanks for listening. Later. Peace. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Remember to use code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotion, promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. 